0: well well, well it's been quite a year for movies here for us for adam
1: and steve
0: and show we are adam steve show and we talk about movies and stuff and we're here to talk about so many awesome cool winter releases steve which one would you like to talk about first
1: well since i made this my background right here i'm a big wrestling guy and i actually just saw iron claw just a few days ago actually and i really enjoyed it it's a movie i've been waiting for for a while I'm I'm pretty familiar with the story. I obviously didn't grow up in the 80s when the Von Erich family was really huge in wrestling like even though they were just in Texas, they were like worldwide known. Like some of them went to Japan and everything like that. So this was like one of the biggest families in wrestling history, but unfortunately they were also plagued with a very very just horrible tragedies in their whole family and it's a very sad story while also being a very like entertaining and good story about this family who wanted to stick together and had this dream of being this wrestling family. And unfortunately a father who wasn't the best guy, but you kind of feel like he wanted the best for his kids, but didn't really know how to do it that well. So it's a complicated story, but I thought it was done very well.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one that's very heavy. A lot of people coming out of that theater, very upset. I am going to play hater here. I thought I think it's good. Like I give it a three out of five. I probably closer to a four than it is a two, but I could not find myself getting as emotionally invested as this movie wanted me to, because it was like watching a line of people like jump off like the front of the line jumps off the cliff and then they just waddle forward a little bit and then the next guy jumps off a cliff. It's like just stop wrestling. Like it's clearly yeah. really not working. I mean, not all of the tragedies that happen in the movies because of wrestling, but it doesn't really seem like this is a formula that is really working. So just just get out, you know.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things that when you have the thing that you love, and unfortunately, it was because the kids grew up only around their dad being a wrestler. Wrestling was kind of all they knew, and when they didn't have wrestling anymore, they felt like they didn't have anything. So it was it was also it's just sad in that is that they had kind of no support system outside of if you're going to be a wrestler then awesome but if not then fuck off is almost kind of what the dad was like so yeah it's it is a very sad movie like i watched it with my dad and my dad was near tears a few times i could tell because he's honestly closer to the the age demographic and everything of when he grew up and everything so he was familiar with some of the von eric stuff and yeah it was definitely for wrestling audiences that we're familiar with them, but I feel like it was accessible enough that it's just a good, like family drama in a way too.
0: Mm-hmm. I was hoping, cause I didn't know anything about it going into it. And I was told it's like about a father who has his grips into his entire family. And I th- thought there was going to be more focus on that. Like I see it there, but I thought there was going to be, I don't know. I just thought that was going to be a little bit more developed. Like the dad was a jerk i don't really feel bad for the dad though like i know a lot of people were saying that after the movie they were like oh he's such like i pity him and i i don't really like pity him like like i don't know he's just a jerk (laughs) zach efron's great in the movie he's fantastic
1: yeah and who zach efron played is the only surviving brother kevin von eric and he was heavily involved in making the movie still and he honestly even tells the story still too that he loves his dad but his dad was not the perfect person like even at one point they didn't show it in the movie which was kind of unfortunate because if you were looking for more of that there was more to the story of the dad like he ended up getting dementia later in life and ended up pulling a gun on kevin and saying like he was the weakest son because he couldn't kill himself and different things like that so the story got even heavier after the fact but yeah it's a very sad story but yeah zach efron fucking he got jacked for that role too because they're all very like huge muscular texas boys and the man was fucking cut up and i'm honestly jeremy allen white was really good too i'm not like extremely familiar with him like i watched a little bit of the shameless show but haven't seen that bear show that everyone loves him in but the rest of the cast i really liked too i wasn't familiar with a bunch of people but the the coolest part about this movie for me too was being a wrestling guy i actually know the guy who trained all of them to wrestle and. He actually even said straight up that they all of the wrestling stuff. It wasn't like stunt performers. It was all the actors doing it. So I thought that was really cool, too, that they were committed to learning the sport of pro wrestling and knowing that it's not just like the fake stuff that you really think about. Like, it's predetermined, but putting your body through a lot of that shit is tough.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Like uh, how they were in sync, you know, like there's the one shot where they all go and hit the guy at the Mm -hmm. same time or their own respective guy at the same time. And they're really in sync. Uh, You brought up earlier how it uh, is based on a true story and the people that the story is about are like alive. Well, one of the guys is alive and they were heavily involved. And I came out of the movie thinking, Oh, Oh, the movie is worse off for that because like I'm watching it thinking, oh, the entire movie, I'm like, I'm ready for this scene, this beautiful scene to happen, which I'm going to make, it's going to make me love this movie. The dad is going to be sitting down with Zac Efron and Zac Efron, who just had kids and, you know, he's got the wife and everything. The kids are, you know, they're watching TV. I thought it was gonna be that exact scene in the movie. And the dad was going to say, so when you get in them, like when are they going to start wrestling? And I just wanted to see like the horror And Zac Efron's face of like, dude, I've just watched like the negative impacts that this is this sport has had on my entire like family. And you want me to continue the cycle like, but that's not the direction they wanted to go. And they wanted to show like the, you know, how obviously how tragic the story is, but like how important wrestling and how much they love wrestling and show wrestling in a positive light. Whereas I was hoping for something more like the wrestler did you ever see the Mickey Rourke one?
1: Oh, it's one of my favorite movies ever. But unfortunately, exactly. <laughs> why they didn't go in that direction is because in real life, the Von Eric boys are actually wrestling now. <laughs> like the sons are pro wrestlers, too. They wrestle together. But honestly, it's still it's nowhere near where it was. Like Kevin's not that guy like his dad was. So I'm not too worried about those boys. But yeah, that's why they couldn't go in that direction, because those boys are actually pro wrestlers now. <laughs>
0: yeah i didn't even know anything about like i didn't know this was all a true story or anything so i mean i think it's well made it looks nice the performances are really good especially i had someone stand up after the press screening and was like oh zach efron should be nominated and i was like uh, oh, like it's a pretty stacked year and i don't yeah. really think so and then he's got the it's perfectly lining up with him getting the walk of fame uh what is it the the star on hollywood yeah uh so it's 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 really nice timing for this movie but i, I don't think it's doing too too well at the box office uh, it's an A24 movie too, right?
1: It is. Yeah, yeah I'd, what I'd love to see again. it get any award attention because I really enjoyed it. It's a five out of five for me, but I don't see that really sneaking in. I mean, the performances were really good, but none of them really stand out because, yeah, you were, like you were saying, this is a stacked year already. If Zach Efron snuck in there, I think it would just be more of like a nice honor thing, but I mm-hmm. don't think he really has a chance at really any award winning this
2: year.
0: Yeah, and I do just want to step restat- because I am not a fan of wrestling. Like, I love we have we have both perspectives here because like you are obviously a very big fan of wrestling. I can't stand it. So if you like wrestling, you're really gonna enjoy this movie. If you don't like wrestling, you're gonna be like, that's stupid. Stop. Five. I just it's so annoying in every wrestling movie. They're like, oh, someone goes, oh, you think uh, like what you guys do is fake? Aren't you guys just like dancing? It's all choreographed and they're like oh you think what we do is fake we actually get roughed up around out there but then they're like cut to a scene where they're like okay so you're gonna do this move and then i'm gonna do this move and then you're <laughs> and it's like well we all know what's gonna happen there's no like. Yeah, i mean you do like, know what's oh, gonna happen gonna but win? i'm just
1: talking about like you're putting your body on the line for a lot of different shit like just knowing that someone's gonna jump off at you you have to be ready for that kind of shit as well as you have to like safely get that guy to the ground too like it's all a teamwork thing in wrestling like it's not necessarily a competition but it's a show just like watching a movie is a show it's predetermined Mm -hmm. they're stunt they're like they're honestly doing three jobs at once because they're a stunt performer they're an actor they're doing like a bunch of different shit while still trying to make it look believable while they know that how it's going to end and everything but and especially when they're doing like the different ladders and different things like that. Like you can't really fake jumping off a ladder at someone and <laughs> different things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I understand that the physicality aspect of it is very real. And these people are getting very hurt. This movie is very clear that you can get very hurt by wrestling. I just mean that like like can you sports bet? on wrestling like can you bet on someone to win or whatever
1: they have like certain things about it now i mean it used to never really be but i think you can a little bit like it's on they advertise DraftKings on it all the time now too but i'm not really sure how it works
0: i was about to say because if we know what's going to happen like it's i mean i don't know there's there's something to be said about people who believe like the nfl is rigged and like the nba and mlb is all rigged dude.
1: But... You... There was one, my brother actually told me a story once where he was watching like UFC with this guy's grandpa and he thought that the UFC was fake and that WWE was real. So there are a lot of people out there that still think that pro wrestling like is a reality thing. And back in the 80s, when they were portraying it in this movie, there's a thing called kayfabe where they literally like, you're not supposed to break that wall to the audience. Like If you're a bad guy and you go out to the fucking parking lot and someone's out there asking for an autograph, you're not allowed to sign autographs. You're supposed to be a dick outside too. Like you mm. were supposed to stick to that so they would believe that oh, that a heel, is you. Right. Yeah. So like and if you were a good guy, you were act you were supposed to act like a good guy, do autographs, talk to all the kids and do that 24-7. Like you could not be a dick because your job is a pro wrestling and that is your character 24-7. And that's how they used to be back then. It's not like that anymore, but it used to be really crazy back then, especially because it wasn't just the wwe back because they talk about it a little bit how there are territories mm-hmm. and that's what the whole united states used to be it was like there was a florida territory there was like a midwest territory and they would like sometimes you would go to different places but then Vince mcmahon being the dickhead that he was took all the best people from each territory and made the wwf
0: <laughs> oh, and basically okay. choked
1: out the rest of those territories and became not a thing anymore
0: Wow. So it's one of those where, like, by trying to build it up, you actually destroyed it. Or not destroyed, but you know, like.
1: He did what every, like, what kind of like America does, where they just try to take everything good and make it their own from all their countries, Mm -hmm. kind of like England did too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, with this movie, I, I don't know. It's very good. I'm happy people are liking it. I am the lowest of all of my mutuals on Letterboxd. I even had a buddy who called me. To talk about like just other stuff, and we talked about the movie, and I was like, "Thank you, by the way, for giving it three stars." And he's like, "You got to remember, I, I give it out of four, so uh-huh. like a three isn't necessarily like a sixty percent; it's more of like a 75 And I'm like, "Whatever, man, it's fine." <laughs> uh, but I can't see myself rewatching this ever. Oh, the score, the, the soundtrack is good as well. Don't they have yes. a nice little uh, needle drop in the movie that everyone's talking about?
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot of different like soundtrack moments and different things like that, especially because it took place in the '80s, so it has that. 80s rock that people love so much but i mean even that along with like the cinematography how they shot like the certain events to make it look more like the 80s time period and stuff like there's a lot of cool things and i mean the haircuts while people were making fun of them on social media quite a bit they are quite accurate to how how these dudes actually walked around back then so Mm -hmm. all of it was very accurate to all of that too so there was a lot of love put into this as well so like he said if you're a big wrestling fan I think you'll get a kick out of this too. And I mean, some people like my dad's not the biggest wrestling fan, especially now, but I mean, people that just like movies, I think like they might not love it as much, but there's a really good story here. Like if you're not familiar with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, I love Lily James. Like she's probably my celebrity crush at the moment, but I'll say this. I, I think you can cut her character out of the movie. I I mean, it It does humanize and normalize like like uh troy bolton's character in the movie uh but like uh but i i don't know i if you weren't gonna do the whole like you know the message is that we shouldn't keep doing this that like we should stop our this family tradition because it's like toxic to this family like if you're not gonna do that if you're not gonna go that route then why besides the fact that it actually happened why focus on it that much you know i, I don't know i just Uh, Now, a lot of things in this movie didn't work really well for me i'm not saying it's a bad movie three out of five that's that's kind of all i got on it
1: that's fair so let me move on to one that you might like a little bit more than even i did Mm -hmm. and that's that timothy chalamet sing-along film with our boy oh yeah director of our little boy paddington wonka so how did you feel about wonka
0: uh, so obviously, I was very, very excited for Wonka because everyone, like when the trailer came out, everyone was like being a baby about it, and they were like, "No, oh, it's so cringy!" and "Who asked for this?" and blah, 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 blah. And my opinion was, it's from the guy who made two perfect Paddington movies. So yeah, I trust this guy to go make a big studio live action fantasy family film yeah i trust him to do that like so whatever he wanted to do great and then oh timothy chalamet like he's a very hot commodity at the moment i just bought call me by your name which i've been meaning to do for a long time but yeah yeah, I, like, did that. <laughs> yeah he's he's awesome so like i was very excited for that i trusted. we have olivia coleman sally hawkins sally hawkins left paddington three To go be in this movie. And like, she's not very much so in it, but she's very impactful in the moments that she is in it. Like, her final scene in the movie, I cried. I was tearing up in the theater. Uh, So, needless to say, uh, I love Wonka. I got this like nice little, like, my buddy gave me a, uh, what's it called? It's like an apron that says Wonka on it. Uh, So, obviously, like, I'm a big, he also gave me a shirt as well. And they gave us candy at the press greeting And I just had a big, dumb, wonderful smile on my face the entire time. I love the, the soundtrack. There's so many songs here that I found myself listening to over and over and over again. Actually, because I'm going to keep ranting. Uh, but so I'm going to stop myself. What was your favorite song in the movie?
1: I'm trying to remember the names of the song just give me one that second, means it's cause... not a
0: good musical no like, no, you like i, if it was I straight
1: up the next day like it's still in my recently played on spotify like i, I was listening <laughs> to it the next morning at like five o'clock in the morning
0: yeah i uh for me it's a uh, sweet tooth i love myself a good villain song and it's like i love how they're like seducing the policeman into like doing their evil bidding and just how much fun they're having like they're like they're very much so these mustache twirling villains Throwing up when people say poor, you know, being very outward with their mischievous, like malicious plans, yeah. and you know just how cartoonish that they were. You know, speaking of cartoonish, remember the guy that like uh the, they worked at the hotel that was like in a relationship with Olivia Coleman? I forgot his name.
1: Oh yeah, it's oh shit! Hold, I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah, the big goofy guy who starts. Like literally, right when Wonka gets to town, he like starts preying on him immediately to start asking him questions.
0: He he's literally like like Pete from like the Mickey Mouse cartoons. Like, oh, one hundred percent. The teeth that like are so like jagged. He's got the big thick mustache. Mister Bleacher, he's very hulking dude. Yeah, I, I loved him. And yeah. He has this, like growling talk. Like <laughs> I, I and obviously it's not like that, but like
1: yeah. And they trick Olivia Coleman, tell him he's like an aristocrat and he's like rich. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or like uh, something like war general, like respected yeah. thing, and then um, oh yeah, Olivia Coleman's great too because she's just so nasty in this movie and like how much she's enjoying being such a nasty person, and um, so it's it's a lot of fun to see some of these actors go out and like do these fun roles. But yeah, sorry I cut you off. You said what, what was your favorite song? You said uh, I
1: think a hat full of dreams is honestly my favorite one because it just keeps popping in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. But they're all so good. I mean, even my parents who aren't like, especially my dad, who is not the biggest musical person whatsoever. I think he might have enjoyed it just as much, if not more, than me. Like mm-hmm. he really enjoyed all, even all of the songs and everything. I mean, the humor was great. I mean, the guy, the older man who was actually in the the hotel or whatever that got down there in the basement doing the work, scrub, it made, scrub. Yeah, it made me laugh so much because he's also from one of my favorite movies as a kid, The Little Vampire or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like the vampire hunter guy in that. So when I saw him, I was like, oh my God. So that immediately <laughs> I was just into this movie. Keegan-Michael Key, honestly, even though he was very goofy, it made me laugh with all the different chocolate shit he was doing. And there was just so much humor in here with the music, the, the everything about it. I mean, the story was nice. It wasn't anything too crazy. And... I love how they kind of like melded in the old songs from the original Willy Wonka movie into Mm. like the score and kind of remixing the songs in a way, but not too much to where it's like weird pop remixes like they do in other movies. Like it was all very well respected of the original while still not like retreading on anything, kind of just telling this like new story in a way while filling in a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I thought it was fantastic. Keegan Michael Key, you brought him up. I thought he was really funny too, because he's very overexposed. Like he's in a lot of things like this, and I thought, especially like with his character, like Willy Wonka being a cab was awesome. I mean, he's not, but you know what I mean. Like just yeah. the fact, like that the police were so corrupted, like ob- obnoxious, like cartoonishly corrupt for and chocolate. That's the funniest yeah. part. <laughs> the chocolate cartel, and then there's the chocolate ministry where. Like the chocoholic monks, Ch- choco monks, or whatever yeah. they call them. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Uh, you brought up the half full of dreams. Yeah, right away, we are given a musical number, and it's great, it's wonderful, it's fun. It introduced us to this world and to Willy Wonka himself. I love the how it's kind of structured by him losing the saw so- the 12 sovereigns that he comes into town with. Yeah, uh, so I thought that was great. I love, um, Uh, A World of Your Own, that plays in the credits as well. That's the song when he opens up the shop. Uh, That's probably my second favorite after uh, Sweet Tooth. And then I do want to bring up um, the song, like the noodle, noodle. Oh, yeah. For a moment. Yeah, because they're kind of like singing over top of each other. And that's when they have the balloons and the flamingos are flying. And then the, I love when they're like twirling around the like the top of the building, like there's like a little spire at the top and they're you know, going around. And it's like this wonderful, magical, like little cute little relationship between this young chocolatier and this poor little orphan girl. And she was great, too. I thought she was really funny in this as well
1: yeah there's not a person in here that was really weak at all like everyone did their parts perfectly and Mm -hmm. it's just one of those movies that you can just smile and watch the whole time like it's harmless fun Mm
0: -hmm. oh and you never had chocolate like this there's two versions of that I think both are great obviously I like the second one more because that one kind of crescendos more Uh, I love the dancing in the movie I love I love everything so much. I <laughs> um yeah. I yeah, I did want more Sally Hawkins in this movie, but kind of the the lack of her, I feel like added like emphasis to like like when she shows up at the end of the movie, it's like oh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I'm a huge fan. Do I think it's better than the Paddington movies? Probably not just yet, because I, I do hold those very, very close to my heart, so I need more rewatches of Wonka uh how do you feel how would you rank those three movies paddington one i two?
1: honestly haven't seen paddington 2 yet still yeah like i've seen i've saw paddington 1 but i haven't seen paddington 2 yet but i need to <laughs> but it's been a while i need to just re-watch paddington 1 as well but honestly mm-hmm. i'd probably still put those two above this one just because i know that those movies are so beloved but paddington 1 is just so much fun and he's just an adorable little character but I mean, there's nothing really bad about this movie either, so it's kind of just a mixed bag, but they're all just great, so it's hard to even rank them.
0: (laughs) I I think if I do want to nitpick, like, the Scrub Scrub song is probably my least favorite, but it's nothing, like, I'm not, like, annoyed or anything. And then I don't, I think having the Oompa Loompa in this, like, dark, like, kind of, like, I don't know if it's London, but, like, this, like, dark, you know, area is kind of, like, weird. Like, yeah. when you see him on the island and all the other ones on the island, like, that looks fine there. And then we see him at the chocolate shop. It's just weird because he's so, like, saturated, obnoxious, like, orange. Like, he's more orange than my shirt right yeah. now. And so it just feels like it doesn't work in, like, a human setting. But when you – he's surrounded by a bunch of other colorful stuff, which I'm happy they went with the Gene Wilder version of the Oompa Loompas because those have more of an iconic look, obviously, than the Burton ones. Yeah. Um. But – and I do think that the – performance from hugh grant is good and i like the the direction they went with the character where he's like you know a grump and he like doesn't want or like he's like all up in wonka's business and he's like even it extends to the interviews as well you've heard hugh grant be like yeah this is an awful experience i was in a thing and i'm in my like you know i'm in my weird creature phase of my career and this is all i can get for work and i, I feel like all of that kind of adds to the bit of yeah. the character and I, you have to have the song, the oompa loompa, doobly doo. Uh, but I do think that's like the weakest song in the movie. Both times that they do it,
2: yeah.
0: And they yes. look kind of weird. I don't know. I just think they they look weird. How do you feel about the oompas loompas?
1: It was bizarre looking. Like it definitely didn't like take me out of it completely because obviously they're gonna be cartoonish. Like the characters in themselves are just strange and can honestly look weird and still work but yeah they definitely looked a bit off but Hugh Grant it seemed like even though he like in the press he's making a joke out of it it seemed like he was having a good time playing around he's kind of he just fit that role that of like a little asshole who's (laughs) determined to just fuck with this guy more than anything
0: Mm -hmm. oh another question I have for you is you said Timmy Jim is great Uh, A lot of people don't like the Johnny Depp version and Gene Wilder's version is like goaded. So how do we feel about Timmy Jim in relation to those other two very distinct performances?
1: You know, probably the best part of Tim Burton's one is just how goofy and off the wall Johnny Depp is. And I respect the hell out of him for it, but...
0: Me too. in like a Jared Leto Joker kind of way.
1: Exactly. Like... Of course, Gene Wilder will always be, like, the GOAT of Willy Wonka. Like, that was kind of his character, like, after his passing, like, everyone sees him, and he's like, oh, that's Willy Wonka. They don't see him necessarily as the guy from Young Frankenstein, even though that movie is fantastic, or Blazing Blazing Saddles, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's always going to be Willy Wonka, and that's kind of why, almost in a way, it felt like Timothy was kind of putting on the Gene Wilder role, obviously, but... At the same time, it didn't really feel like he was mimicking him. Like, it still felt enough originality to it. So I I don't think he was
0: mimicking me at all. He was definitely doing his own thing, I feel like. But it wasn't as, like, intense as uh, Wilder's, you know?
1: No, yeah. It was definitely more subdued. And he definitely, like, had... I like his singing more than Gene Wilder, just if I'm being honest.
0: Oh, I never even thought about it in that regard. But I would agree, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like those, like, those music in that movie obviously are very good, but I feel like these songs I will probably, like, I've never really gone out of my way to listen to Willy Wonka soundtrack ever, but I'm going to go back and listen to Wonka's. And I don't know if that's necessarily a saying it's better or whatnot, but it's just more my taste, I guess, in the way. Because obviously I'm a huge, like, greatest showman guy. It's one of my favorite soundtracks ever. And this soundtrack kind of reminded me of it. Like, not as epic to me, but the songs kind of reminded me in a way of like the tone and everything and what they were going for in certain different Oh, very scenes. happy and uplifting.
0: Yeah. Like, isn't this wonderful? Isn't it exactly. magical? Uh, yeah, I think that obviously, I, I think Wilder's much better. There's some times where like, uh Timmy Jim's trying to be kooky and he gets a little close to like the Johnny Depp joe uh not Johnny Depp Joker, Johnny Depp Wonka. Mm-hmm. But there's other times where like I feel like it really works. Like when he looks at the screen after they uh or looks at the girl, it's like a close up of his face, and it's after the their chocolate shop like failed, and he like like yells out. He's like, he's like, We're gonna fly like flamingos. Yeah. <laughs> I love that delivery. There's there's some because you see in the trailer he does like absolutely insane. And, you know, it just feels like he's trying really hard to be kooky and weird. But, like, I feel like it works in the content because this is like a kind of heightened reality. Like, it's not mm-hmm. exactly the real world. Obviously, there's like mythical chocolate and creatures and whatnot. So I feel like it's fine, especially when you put him next to other like people who are also acting like cartoon characters, like Olivia Coleman's character, like Mr. Bleacher, you said?
1: Yeah, Mr. Bleaker, Mr. Bleacher, something like
2: that. Yeah.
0: OK. Yeah. And. So I thought he did a good job. I didn't nominate him or anything. And I do love, like, I just love how they like left this character off. I did feel like, like I was kind of calling it right before the movie. I was like, Oh, something really bad is going to happen. Something tragic is going to happen at the end of this movie. And that's going to sow the seeds for later on when, you know, Wonk is obviously like this shut in, you know, and, um, I kind of, but it kind of felt like uh, at the end of Age of Ultron. Remember how like we we had Civil War coming up next and we we're like, oh, everyone's gonna be pissed at each other after Ultron. And it ends with like Thor, Captain America and like Iron Man, like walking together, being like, until next time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I thought you were going to set it up. more. I mean, I, I don't want another Wonka movie. Do you want another Wonka movie?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's it was a good lead in to. OK, now we can go watch Willy Wonka. And that's awesome. Like, it's it's more that. Like, I don't if they made more, like I wouldn't be like boycotting it. be like, I'm not going to watch it, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessary whatsoever. I think honestly, I want to ask you about this because Timothy obviously is going on doing a lot more things and Dune 2 would have been out around the same time. So what do you think would have been the more Timothy Chalamet movie that people would have really ran to? Do you think it would have still been Dune 2 or do you think people would have been hyping up Wonka even more?
0: Um, I think that the timing's kind of convenient because uh, believe it or not, Wonka's already made at least $110 million at the domestic box office, uh, which a lot of talk about the box office in next year's movies, because we at the end of this episode, we will be doing our ass game where we predict uh, where most anticipated movies, but they need to make $100 million and they also need to have a good Round Tomato score. Um, so it's funny because I was researching movies like what last year, and there's 23 movies that made $100 million domestically and one of them was Wonka already, which those December movies are kind of like tricky. Uh, but I feel like because of the good press that that movie has gotten, like, I don't know, have you seen all the TikToks of people being like, like, they're playing the Timmy Jim song. And then a lot of my mutuals are also like, oh, well, Timmy Jim, like, did a great you know job you like, to steal my girl.
1: But the one thing that I will say on TikTok recently, I made a TikTok like months ago, maybe even a year ago now, where I talked about like uh, the old Willy Wonka movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that has been like continuously every day, getting multiple likes like over and over to the point where like it had like 20 and now it has over a hundred. Like, mm-hmm. so this movie is definitely is popular on TikTok for sure, but I haven't seen it necessarily myself.
2: hmm
0: So... Uh what, what, I, what was the question again? I just told oh how so oh, in relation too. to Dune. I feel like it's gonna benefit Dune too because people got to see a role where because in Dune he's very like you know yeah, he's like very, very serious. Cold it comes off as cold because I worked yeah. on this movie as well, and they're asking questions like, Oh, like do you find this stuff like relatable? Is it like warm in any degree, or do you think it's too cold? And uh, you know, it, it does come across like that, but when you watch Dune. Like there's, there's a, at least one scene, there's a huge cast, right? Timmy Jim has one scene at least with every single character in that huge cast where it's like a nice, warm, personal, like really friendly. They're laughing, you know, like you care about these characters. Uh, So seeing him in a role where he's kind of doing the opposite thing where uh, instead of this like dark sci-fi, you know, he's kind of reserved to more grounded performance. Uh, It's more of this like wacky fun crazy one. And for him to be able to pull that off, especially after so many people doubted him, uh, I think that's just only going to make people more excited about Dune.
1: Well, that, and I hope more people watch Bones and All because that was one of my favorite movies last year too. Me too. And he was fantastic in that too. Like he's he's much better than a lot of people give him credit for. Mm,
0: no, yeah, he's fantastic. He's one of the best young actors of our generation. It's too bad that Tom Holland exists. <laughs> because uh he should be with zendaya i mean we all believe that uh right i don't know
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um because he's much he's a far better actor than tom holland like tom holland i actually don't like tom holland anymore like i i think he's kind of bad
1: well, yeah I, I haven't seen a lot of his other stuff outside of spider-man so i can't really speak to too much of it but
0: well i just watched spies in disguise and he was terrible in
1: it. oh yeah that that was just a bad movie in general unfortunately But yeah, Wonka is fun. I gave it a four out of five. It might jump up to a five out of five eventually because I can't, looking back at it now, I can't really complain too much about anything. Mm -hmm. It was just a really fun time. And my parents loved it. I loved it. It was just a fun time with the movies.
0: I'm a little Homer baby boy uh, who loves candy and smiling all the time. So I gave it a five out of five. It's one that I will, I've already like like rewatched like big sections of the movie. So I haven't like fully rewatched it. Uh, but I'm at the theater all the time, so I'm rewatching big sections, like yeah. forty, like thirty, forty-minute like chunks, and so I'm very familiar with the movie now. And I, it's one that I'm going to be rewatching. I think it might make my top ten list. I still have to do like another round robin bracket of all my five star movies, uh, but it's it's one that really hit me on a personal level. Uh, and I will say another thing about the movie is I didn't feel which uh, you saw the Hunger Games prequel, right? I did. And I guess we can kind of transition into that because it sounds like we're done with Wonka. But uh, my one thing I like about Wonka that I don't like about Hunger Games is every time that they do a reference, like they're both prequels, every time they do a reference to the original franchise, I'm like in Wonka, I'm like, oh, okay. like like at the end with, you know, the golden ticket and like, you know, and, you know, all the Oompa Loompa stuff and the blah, 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 blah. You're telling me
1: you didn't like the Katniss plants when they found those?
0: Oh, that's so annoying. That's so <laughs> annoying when they're just like, what's this plan called? Oh, I think it's called Katniss. And then they like yeah, it pause was for everyone to cheer. Dude, it
1: made me so... Because my my fucking theater was like quiet too. Like there were only like probably like six other people in there maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there wasn't a fucking like ha or anything like that. It was just <laughs> a silence. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted out of that. That was not clever. It was just a fucking annoying thing that they had to do.
0: Yeah, and they'll be like... Because it... I watched it at a press screening and I was like... I just like realized that I was sick midway through the movie, so it definitely hindered my opinion of it. But yeah, there there's like a moment in the movie where they're sitting there talking like, "Oh, blah blah blah," this happened at District Twelve, and it's like, oh, I know Katniss is from there. I get it. Like, it just felt so cringy every time that they were like, because again, okay, Wonka, if they're like, oh, remember, remember, pure imagination, like the last time we saw that song. On the big screen i mean did we even see it and i don't think we saw it in the burton one did we
1: i honestly could not tell you like i own the movie on blu-ray but i have not <laughs> watched it since 2005 when it came out
0: Dude, i had the birthday party you know the movie theater birthday parties that they do now, yeah that was me for uh charlie and the chocolate factory so even if they Beautiful. did play it there that's like what 2005 so it's Something been like 18 like that, years yeah. whereas hunger games we had the last one in 2015 it's not even been like eight years And you're like, hey, remember the Hunger Games? And I'm like, yeah, that was like a minute ago, you know? Uh, So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this Hunger Games movie. How did you feel about it?
1: You know, I definitely enjoyed myself but my biggest complaint is why the fuck was it over two hours long
2: (laughs) it was way
1: too long i was in that theater and i was like i right when the games ended i was like all right let's let's start wrapping it up here and then we went on for like a fucking another hour after that Mm -hmm. and it was this felt unnecessary like i liked some of the story and i was like but snow is like turning into like a school shooter at some point especially after he cuts off his hair like he just started freaking me out more than anything but it was a fun story i didn't hate it i'm i'm not the biggest hunger game movie fan i read all the books and i definitely prefer them over the movies Mm -hmm. huge catching fire fan but this was a good movie like i liked rachel zegler in it i liked the other guy who i can't remember his name but all the performances were good I, i viola davis was amazing i really liked her just like playing off the wall weird lady Yeah. And I mean, even, even little Peter Dinklage, he was fun too, but nobody was like outstandingly great. Mm -hmm. I liked this. I liked the song more than I liked it in the original movie. (laughs)
0: Oh, are you? Are you? I like the little Uh, like
1: twang to it almost.
0: (laughs) I I will say it's funny because there's a couple things you said that I would like to address. So first of all, uh, you said no one was uh, fantastic in the movie. I will argue that Jason Schwartzman is inspired casting. I take that movie.
1: back. I will take that back. Jason Schwartzman was a perfect person for that role. It was brilliant.
0: There, there was some much needed levity with his character because it's a very dark and dour like movie. Uh, so I really enjoyed him a lot. And yes, uh, uh, Olivia. Um, shoot. Oh my God. I just totally bl- blanked her name. What's her name again?
1: Rachel Zagler.
0: Oh no. Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I thought Olivia. Viola Davis and Peter Dinklage are are much more interesting actors to watch than like Rachel Zegler and Rachel Zegler's boyfriend and then Rachel Zegler's Nazi boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it felt like. It just felt like like a Nazi youth movie, Uh, you know, especially since like I watch interviews and this guy does not have blonde hair. So he like dyed his hair blonde, which kind of works because it's like, you know, he wasn't a capital person but he's masquerading as a capital person, mm-hmm. and he's obviously like, actions speak louder than words. You know what I mean? Actions are are more important than anything, so I don't care what you were born into. You were actively doing like, like little Nazi boy things. Oh, so... he was just power.
1: It was all power. If he had power, that's what he wanted. That's what he needed.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and he carried so to fuck over to get it. It was kind of cool to see like a devious, like plotting character be our lead. It kind of felt like... um did you ever? this is a weird comparison did you ever see total drama world tour no yeah i, I didn't expect <laughs> you to i don't that even is. like i'm
1: not even remembering what that is
0: it's a sequel did you ever see total drama island how about is that?
1: that the tv show on cartoon network
0: yeah animated it's canadian show yeah, and like it's like I, survivor for teens
1: yeah i watched it sometimes but i was kind of out of the demographic by the time it came on i think just about
0: All right, that's fair. Yeah, because you're a little older than I am, but uh, yeah. So I, I was like Total Drama World Tour might be my favorite season of television, like ever. And my favorite it's because Alejandro is this new character that's added, and he's like this really hot guy, and he's like really smart as well. Uh, And he is like kind of like the lead in this season, and he's a brand new. And it's really awesome because like the first two seasons, they don't like they're all the same characters. So this third season is all the same characters again, and Alejandro and someone else, and the whole like main. Thread of the movie is he's like deviously like plotting to one by one get every person out, and he does. He's like awesome, like he'll like flirt with the hoes and then like trick them into getting themselves voted out. And that's how it kind of felt like here because he's just like actively trying to win this like big like game, you know, (laughs) and he's just like deviously like picking people off and doing these little things and cheating people over. So I thought that aspect was cool. And then the other thing you brought up, uh, was the twang to like the the music that she's in so you know how she had like this like southern accent going
1: yeah that was that wasn't good she was in and out of it <laughs> so often that i was like no you should have just like not done an accent
0: <laughs> well it makes sense because uh district 12 is in the carolinas area so she yeah. would have a southern accent but then why doesn't jennifer lawrence or any of those other people in district 12 have it is that much time passed and then the only explanation there could be for that you can tell me getting upset with my voice getting more hire like charlie day uh it, it's like they're a traveling music group so maybe they pick this stuff up you know on the road maybe i don't know i don't care enough I yeah no it's
1: <laughs> it's definitely fun like i'm gonna read the book eventually i bought it but i haven't read it yet but mm-hmm. i don't think this is gonna be like even the older movies like i'm not a big fan of the movies i don't go back and re-watch them that often and i don't think i'm really gonna do it that much with this one unless i'm oh everybody want to watch all the hunger games movies together it's going to be one of those situations like it's not going to be one i'm just going to be like i really love the ballad of songbirds and saying let's throw it in there because like i said at the beginning way too long like this is one time where i'm like break it up into another movie or something at this point because i am done like you Mm -hmm. could have crescendoed here and it would have been easily like a four star movie for me like i was down but once it started just dragging along toward the end i was I was just done because I'd already It was also the second movie I saw that day, which we're about to talk about the first movie I saw that day in just a moment here. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was just ready to get out of the theater at that point, too, especially because it just felt like it was dragging on and on.
0: Yeah. So to, to address the book, it's easy for me to be cynical about this story, because from my understanding of the timeline of real life events in Suzanne Collins life as she wrote the Hunger Games books. They made the movies. And then I think in like 2020 is when she came out with the Ballad of Sondbergs and Snakes. And and now they're doing this movie. So it feels like, okay, I did this thing. It was successful. Oh, can you do more? Do you have more that you can mine? More content that we can do? And so this just feels like, uh, oh, it was successful. So here's some extra stuff. And that's really sums up how I feel about this movie. If you are a diehard Hunger Games fan, if you read all the books, you know, or even if you're just like a casual fan, you saw all of them and you really liked all of them, I guess then then this movie, you'll get something out of it. You will enjoy it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I'm not saying like, if you're not have a previous attachment to the Hunger Games that you're going to be like, the fuck is this? Yeah, like you might enjoy it. But I, yeah, I give it like a three out of five because you're right, way too long. And I went with someone who read the book and was like, yeah, well, there was so much more in there that they could have even made it longer. And it's like, Jesus. But yeah, no. the one thing yeah. I do feel like helps the pacing is there very much so is like sections of the movie because the whole thing isn't the Hunger Games. You know, we yeah, have our, no. like lead up, then we have the Hunger Games, and then we have uh, the fallout of the decisions that were made in the Hunger Games. And then we kind of have the escape after that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And exactly what you're saying right there, how it's broken up like that. I wish instead of this being such a long movie, this is one thing where if it was like a three part, like miniseries type deal that would have been way better for this because you needed those breaks like when it broke it felt like the ending to me so if they would have like broke it up like that this would have been like way better in my opinion but just what point do you
0: want to break off at
1: like even like right after even just a two-parter like right after the games and then the rest of the story after that like it would be better because because it felt like an ending there but the fact that it went on because I did it not go on for like almost like 45 minutes to an hour after the games ended like that was like the halfway point so yeah Mm -hmm. I felt like if it could have broken up like that I probably would have enjoyed it more but I was just so done by that point and it felt like the story was too like they were adding in more to the point where they were building into obviously we have to show snow just going completely off the fucking wall but I don't know it didn't feel like it didn't feel right to me I don't know
0: well, I don't even think they got him like he was bad enough. You know, I thought he could have been more evil. You know, I like they wanted to make it this big, like tragic downfall and, and uh, you know, tragic emotional downfall, but like malicious, like power uprising. And I didn't really feel that at the end of this movie, but I do like your opinion. I, I think that there's two different versions of this movie that I think would be better than what we have, because I think it's over two and a half hours long. It's
1: uh, something so, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so I think Either make it a shorter movie, like cut it down to two hours, cut out a bunch of the fat out of the story, maybe cut some characters like, like the fucking Rachel Zegler's boyfriend. And by the way, like just to clarify, uh, Rachel Zegler's boyfriend, the guy, not the Nazi snow guy, no, yeah, the, the guy Mexican in real guy. life uh, who he's in West Side Story as well, where he yeah. also plays Rachel Zegler's boyfriend. That That's the thing. I will not respect this dude because I fully believe he only gets work because he's Rachel Zegler's boyfriend, and until yeah, I, I see, I haven't of seen otherwise, him in anything else. And he's not bad or anything. I'm not like, no. like I'm not saying Honestly, fuck that guy. His
1: emotional acting, when he's like freaking out in that one scene that's in the trailers and stuff, oh, is yeah. probably some of the better acting in the movie, if I'm being honest. Like he mm-hmm. definitely like played up his emotions there. And although it wasn't that believable that he was Peter Dinklage's son, I thought it was still a fun character. He's
0: Peter Dinklage's son?
1: I'm pretty sure that's what they were hinting no. at that whole
0: time. No, dude, he he has rich parents. His his family is. I watched this over a month ago, so I, I I might be wrong. But his family is was in one of the districts, but his father was really wealthy. So he, through his financial influence, got them to upgrade to like the Capitol, but they're kind of viewed in this like mud, mudblood kind of like, like you're not really one of us. And so they're trying to do like the good way of like making peace happen where it's like, like they're like the Democrats of the, like, they're like, yeah, we're trying just to weird fix that they, things, like, but they're not doing anything. In the you classroom know?
1: scenes and stuff, the way they just kept looking at each other. I was like, is that like his dad or something? It was very confusing to me. <laughs> There might be
0: something going on there that I don't know.
1: Maybe it's his dad's friend or something. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just because they know each other better or something. I'm not sure, but it felt Mm -hmm. weird. I was like, is it supposed to be like his dad? I don't get it.
0: Yeah, but but, yeah. So either make it like a two hour movie, cut it down a half hour, you know, and just admit that the story isn't like that interesting to last two and a half hours. Or if you really believe in the story and you really want to double down, I don't like when they like, I think catching, not catching fire, Mockingjay being two parts sucks, right? I know. So, but I would be more open to kind of a Rebel Moon situation. Like, let's give, give me, um, no, more like, yeah, Rebel Moon, but kind of like Matrix, like the two sequels. Give me two 90-minute movies, released one in March, one in November, because the first one came out in March, and the last few came out in November.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% would make this way better. Because like I said, I don't, there's not a whole lot I dislike, especially story-wise. Like, I liked where it played out. It was just... It just felt like we were dragging on far too long. So, if you broke it up like that, I think it would help tremendously.
0: Yeah. And I think that is a nice little like breaking point there after the Hunger Games is over. And yeah, I just felt like we were a little rushed at the end, like the whole fallout of that situation. Oh, also, I don't really like Rachel Zegler. Like, I don't. Okay. So, here's the thing with Rachel Zegler, right? She's not, I don't believe she's a bad person or anything like that. Uh, and I'm not. I, I'm not like, oh, I hate her because she's a woman. That's like, that's <laughs> not it. Because a lot of people do hate her because they're sexist. It's just annoying when she's out here. Like, I hate when actors go like, well, I need a job. You know, I need a job. But then like J- Jacob Lordy's like, oh, I need a job. I did it because I need a job. But then he's like, yeah, but I turned down the Superman audition because it just wasn't for me. And it's like, well, I thought you needed a job. You know, <laughs> and and that's the kind of attitude Rachel Zegler has. It's like if you don't like Snow White, like. She's she's like towing the line because she's like, I I grew up loving Snow White, but also it's this sexist, bullshit, fucking outdated story. And it's like, ah, you just seem like a phony after a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I couldn't give less of a shit about any of the Snow White stuff. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up watching Snow White that much. I, I, like, if she's going to like being Snow White, whatever. Is Snow White problematic with its story? Sure, I mean... It's whatever. It's a, pr- it old came out a princess story ago. that came out in the fucking 30s or whatever. Like, I don't, <laughs> it does not bother me. Like, if people still think that way, that's on them.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm just more disappointed. It's like you straight out of high school, you got a, a role, a lead role in a Steven Spielberg movie, and you parlayed that into the Shazam prequel, a Disney live action remake, and the Hunger Games prequel.
1: I mean, it's fucking lots of money, though. So I can't, I got to respect it a little bit.
0: But she had so much more potential, and she still does. she probably will, but, oh, like, yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, she could even go into a musical career like she's she's a very good singer too,
0: yeah, and she's gorgeous. And I do think she has a lot of personality. I think she's a good actress. I just I, i'm I'm she's overexposed at the moment. I'm done with her. She needs to win me back. I, I need to be won back you
1: know yeah i'm all right with it anyway like i i haven't disliked any of her roles too much so far i think the accent work in this one was probably some of the worst stuff she's done so far but yeah i overall this movie's fine but the movie i really want to get into right now is the movie i saw earlier that three out of five I,
0: i give it a three what'd you give it
1: yeah i think i put it at like a three and a half or around a four or so but it's definitely leaning more three and a half to three. But the movie I really want to talk about, the surprise hit that everyone's talking about right now that I'm real so happy they are, is Godzilla Minus One. Holy shit, did that movie just come out of nowhere? Because unfortunately, a lot of people in America aren't paying attention to Japanese cinema very often, so I had no idea that a new Godzilla movie was really even coming out that much. I know like the Godzilla Kong one's coming out next year, but I had no idea that one from Japan was coming out, and this movie was so, so good. I mean... Everything about it, Godzilla was like a badass, just like tearing up shit like way better than before, honestly, like it felt like one of the older ones that I grew up watching, like with my dad, like the black and white shit the uh-huh. the soundtrack in it was so like just played up to the scene so well of like so impactful and like intense when like Godzilla's tearing through the cities or like when they're all planning to go attack Godzilla like you feel the emotions the whole time, even though obviously you're reading subtitles, but all of the acting is still just so emotional and just, it gets you into that story so much. And if that's one that I did not feel any runtime whatsoever, I could have watched like two more hours of just Godzilla tearing up shit and all these guys planning it. But even the story around it too, of just this guy who obviously right at the beginning is kind of like down not really doing that well and then throughout all of this crazy shit happening it's like hero's journey like grows and grows so everything about this movie was kind of perfect
0: i loved it i was late to the train like i think i saw it the following week after everyone was freaking out about it and i i personally uh this is my godzilla growth uh, i watched the f- 2014 one at a theater that was my first one and i've done all of the ones since of so godzilla king of the monsters godzilla versus kong uh and then i went back and rewatch or not rewatch but for the first time watched the 99 one or 99 or is the 90s yeah, matthew Broderick. It's
1: 99 i think it's pretty uh, bad 98 and, 99
0: yeah and then i went and before i watched this one i watched the 54 godzilla which i do will say is my favorite godzilla movie now yeah uh and then i loved godzilla minus one so much that I went and bought Shin Godzilla and watched that. And I really liked that as well. Um, I've
1: seen that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really great. It's the one with the old red poster and it's like, God help us.
1: Yeah. I've seen the poster, but I don't know if I watched it.
0: Well, and that was the thing going into this is I was like, okay, so minus one, by the way, the funniest prequel title title I've ever heard. Uh, But yeah, Godzilla minus one. uh, Do I have to see Shin Godzilla first to understand this one? And people are like, no, just, just do it, man. And so I did, and I, I'm happy because there's nothing really, like, spoilery, I feel like, about Shin Godzilla, besides, like, oh, <laughs> Godzilla's still a thing, which, yep. <laughs> you know, you can kind of assume anyways just by knowing that that movie exists. Uh But, yeah, I love Minus One, and I think it made me hate the American Godzilla movies, you know? Which Godzilla movies have you seen, by the way?
1: So, yeah, my I grew up a lot with the uh, older ones, like some of the older Japanese, like the 50s ones. I would catch them on TV with my dad sometimes. Yeah, I need to see that one still. But yeah, I grew up with those ones a lot. The 90s Godzilla, that movie is so fucking bad. Like, I did not like that movie. Even as a kid, I didn't really like it that much. And the 2014 one, not a big fan of either. I was because it was kind of sold as being Brian Cranston's movie. And then, yeah. spoilers, he fucking dies in like the first 20 minutes. The trailer <laughs> becomes rips, a, the brother and sister love story, which always made me feel uncomfortable after oh, watching they were going to be
0: a Twins a year later.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that before I even, I don't think I actually saw the 2014 one in theaters. I saw it after I saw Age of Ultron. So that was funny. But yeah, I, I enjoy like the King of Monsters one. I thought it was fun. I liked Godzilla vs. Kong. I actually got both those on 4K recently. Like, I enjoy those for the most part. I'm not a huge, like, Skull Island fan, even though a lot of people like that movie a lot. And, I mean, yeah, going into this, like, I always love, like, creature feature horror movies like that. Just, like, monsters tearing shit up. So, I'm always down for that. But this one was purely exactly that like the story was actually much better than i ever expected it to be like Uh just the pure emotions and how everyone got so like amped up i guess to like defeat godzilla because he was tearing up their home and shit like that like there's definitely some parts where i was like holy shit they got me amped up like i'm ready to go fucking fight godzilla too but it was just a really fun movie like if you like just going to the movies and seeing a big spectacle that actually is not just a superhero movie this is the movie to go check out. Because it was just, it was that. It was just everything you kind of want out of a monster movie.
0: Yeah, it made me embarrassed for the American ones because, and the American ones were always like, oh, stop with all the human stuff. You're making movies too long with all the, I don't care if Millie Bobby Brown, his parents, or her parents are getting divorced or any of this other shit. None of it matters to me at all. And, And then I realized watching this movie, I'm like, oh, it's not that, you know, human characters are bad in a Godzilla movie. It's just that, america makes shitty human characters yeah, in they their don't, godzilla movies
1: they don't actually take the time to write out their characters because they think oh we're just here to watch the monster the whole time but if you actually make characters that people care about it's gonna make it a better movie but apparently people mm-hmm. just can't get that into theirs
0: i love the main character in godzilla minus one i i love the whole like is your inner war over like fighting continuing to fight the fight like what it means to like serve your country and whether or not you should die for your country yeah
1: placing it in the time period that they did was perfect for that because japan was very down after like in that war time and everything like they were not Mm -hmm. anywhere where they are now so it was perfect to pick that time where everyone was very negative and Mm -hmm. kind of down so yeah it just worked perfectly
0: and the triumph at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like, fuck yeah, I want fight to fight Godzilla.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and Godzilla looks cool. And like you said, the music's great. And it, the effects are really good as well. Uh, I I love this movie through and through. Uh, it's funny. We just talked about like three prequels in a row. I never uh, realized that. But um, it's funny because I I've, this is a five star for me. And I gave of oh, yeah. five. I gave Iron Claw, and uh, the... The uh, Hunger Games, yeah, the the I, I think that Iron Claw is better than Hunger Games, but I think I Wonka's one I'll rewatch more and I will love more. But I, I'm trying desperately to get Godzilla minus one into my top ten. It's just there's so many movies this year that I love so much, and I hate to say this, but with the barrier of subtitles, it's one that's like hard to be like, yeah. Let me just throw this one on to fall asleep to, and then I find myself watching the whole thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying
1: yeah it's it might sneak it's right now i think it's in my top 10 i'm not sure if it'll stay in there it might Mm -hmm. just be a recency bias but it's gonna be interesting because yeah this movie this year is like so stacked with so much different stuff but i'm excited to watch it again it's such a great movie if you haven't gone to see it and you like the american godzilla movies go out and see it as soon as you can try to see it in a theater if you still can because it needs to be seen with that spectacle kind of just mm-hmm. on the big screen. I think it really plays to all of that too.
0: Oh, I saw an RPX and like the seats are shaking and it was, it was a real fun experience. Uh, I really love this movie. And I love seeing it succeed so much here. And it was awesome because like two weeks in a row it was Japan because yeah. we had that and then boy and the Heron, which I loved so much. I, I like this more than that though. I uh, unfortunately but...
1: haven't got to see that yet, but I really want to.
0: Oh, it's great. Especially watch the dub. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Shin Godzilla definitely check that one out as well. I I bought the Blu-ray because it came with a digital, and the digital is for Crunchyroll, and I was like, I don't use that, so I'm not gonna <laughs> use that at all. But
1: I, ha- I used to, but I haven't in years.
0: Yeah, but uh, I I offered it to Tyler because he's more of an anime guy, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it to you honestly if you want it. I'll give it to you because I don't have any use for it. Uh, but. Yeah, great movie. Great way to cap off the year as well. Yeah, it's a five out of five for me. I, I I cried. I was horrified. It's a scary movie, you know.
1: Oh yeah, it's a five out of five for me. Yeah, definitely check it out as soon as you can. It is like it's right up there with the original Godzilla. So if you're a fan of that one, especially, you are going to love this movie.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Cool. Is there any other movies that you want to touch on before we play our game here today?
1: Let me look. No, I texted you a, l- just to a little bit. No, I think we got everything covered on that list and well I mean we can talk about since oh yeah I mean it just came out why don't we just chat about Aquaman real quick we can talk oh, about yeah. it a lot of people are really shitting on this movie right now and does it deserve a little bit of the shit maybe a little bit but is it as bad as a lot of people are saying I honestly don't think so well it's you gave very, it
0: what two stars
1: I gave it two and a half I was on the right I was gonna give it a three and I gave it a three at one point but I was like i didn't necessarily like it that much but i like like i'm a big fan of both jason momoa and patrick wilson and their back and forth brotherly bullshit throughout the movie that's what i enjoyed the most about this movie a lot of the other stuff wasn't that great unfortunately like some of the effects i was very sad to see how rough they looked a little bit especially because like i'm a big james wan fan and i'm a big james wan defender but this one I can't defend as much because I have no idea what really went wrong here. Because even comparing it to the last movie that came out three, four years ago, it looks uh, like the PlayStation Two version of that movie almost. Like it's very bizarre, and I mean, Amber Heard's still in it way too much. <laughs> I thought she was going to be barely in it, less. In it though. You know? That's true. I mean, you can tell where she was cut out because like Jason Momoa is basically like a single dad like at the beginning of the movie, and I'm like is she dead like what happened but she's like around still she's like in the ocean doing Mm -hmm. shit Mm -hmm. but I'm just like there's so many things here that were like I'm liking the dialogue with Jason Momoa I think he was I think he was a writer on the movie so I'm guessing he probably wrote a lot of his own shit
0: (laughs) I noticed that too I thought that was odd and I've never been like crazy about his interpretation of the character but I do feel like they really like leaned into the, you know, dude, bro, we're having a good time, you know. Like, well, let's he, just off It strokes. makes sense to
1: where they wrote it in because he's like grew up in this little fishing town in Alaska being like a hard-ass rough mm-hmm. and tough guy. So like that part of it makes sense to me. But yeah, it's not I'm not a huge like comic book fan, especially with DC in general. So I can't speak to a lot of the original lore stuff when it comes to that. But yeah, I mean, even the stuff in like the ocean and everything like none of the story in this movie like i can't even barely remember half the shit that happened other than like black manta wanted revenge because his dad got killed and that's pretty much all i can really think about at this point he like got his little crew together but nothing really that memorable happened in this movie either
0: Yeah, it's very Thor the Dark World, you know, our our god, you know, dude bro, long hair guy, you know, teams up with his formerly evil brother, breaks him out of prison so that he could stop the new bad guy. And I do think Manta was a little bit of a waste because he's fun. There's some funny dialogue with him. Uh, And you do like he faces off against the main hero once every act. It's awesome. You get a lot of face to face time. And then all the Patrick Wilson stuff is fun as well. He's a really good actor. I love when he runs like Naruto runs. I noticed it the first time and I was like, the fuck is he doing? And then <laughs> later on they bring it up and I'm like, yeah, wait, when he swims, he wouldn't use his arms really. So that makes sense. Uh, but, and I like the direction he went with his character. There's a moment where someone who's been giving him a lot of shit throughout the movie is in trouble. And, you know, he kind of gives him like a, you know, it's like, I me brother. And like, he's just like, mm, and then like, out uh, that scene, I was like, anything can happen. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I like to think that, I don't know. I, I really like that direction with the kid because that was what I liked about the first movie a lot, is there was a personal connection with all the villains and we get a lot of face-to-face time. Um, I do memorable stuff. Dude, there's plenty of memorable stuff. Remember Boss Nass? I mean, it wasn't Boss Nass, but Martin Short plays this like, you know fish creature this like uh job of the hut as fish creature and he's like
1: yeah a little bit yeah
0: yeah they have that little fight down there and then there's so many weird sea creatures there's a guy with the claw who keeps coming off yeah uh, if they would just
1: lean into more of that weird shit and not do like the story itself i just didn't care about it as much like take black manta out of it at this point and just do more weird shit in the ocean and kind of just make Mm -hmm. Atlantis more fun and broad broaden that more i think and i would have had way more fun with this
0: they got a little octopus guy that they're friends with
1: yeah that made me laugh especially when they were like trying to get him to open the door and shit like that
2: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. oh and then the ending of this movie is fun i think it's kind of perfect because it mirrors the ending of iron man which it's uh, poetic that like the end of the dceu would mirror the beginning of the mcu uh but oh yeah and then there's a whole like black panther type beat to this movie because it's like oh we have this like secret town full of awesome technology and stuff and we're cut off from the world but i i think that we should join with the other world and like that whole debate so it just feels like a lot of derivative stuff but it is very cheese ball fun like it's an elevated like like a big budget b movie and i you know what? I'm not crazy about the first one either. I give both them a 3, and I'll tell you what, this one's 20 minutes shorter and wait, it's 20 minutes shorter and there's another thing that I liked more about it. But yeah, I feel like I'd rather watch this one. It's kind of like the relationship between Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange 2. Like I feel like the first one's the better movie, but like I'd rather watch the second one. There's more things I like in the second
1: one. Yeah, the second one's way more fun. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like I haven't watched the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It not I definitely watched it once after the theater because I bought it, but yeah, it's not one I go back to rewatch that often. But I don't can't really think of anything I dislike about it too much. I just oh, that was not my, that yeah, was also to me the either. Amber
0: herds and much less of it. That was the other thing that I was like, uh, wow, yeah. immediately better.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I but, mean, even, uh, she even though they cut her out of a lot of this, I feel like she would just should have been cut out in general. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, and Nicole Kidman, and... (laughs) The rest of the cast,
1: honestly, didn't feel that... Even though they had big names, like, they weren't really necessary.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it was pretty much the Momoa Wilson show, almost, and, like, featuring fucking Randall Parks, who I like in a lot of other things, but in this one, he's really got on my nerves a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he kind of has that... um, Oh, my God, I was going to reference Bob from the batman 89 movie oh uh, <laughs> he, like he kind of felt like the like the bumbling henchman i mean who...
1: almost he was almost getting to that range of like fucking what is it is it darcy in the fucking thor movies oh you the thought Dark was Air that movie? annoying
2: yeah yeah At
1: parts i mean he was just like basically like being saying what was happening on screen and being like oh this is happening and it's like dude you are way funnier than this i've seen you on like fresh off the boat even in the marvel universe your character is way funnier than this but it, it just wasn't hitting for me whatsoever and i'm actually a big fan of his so it was really sad
0: yeah i think that i put this in the kind of the realm that i put like the conjuring to like oh this is an obligatory sequel that you kind of like had to do uh but i can't wait like the next movie he's gonna make is like a book of cthulhu or something like that and there's clear like, love of, like, the, the horrors of the deep sea. Like, I love, you know, the Lost Kingdom. They have, like, those, like, knights or whatever. And they got, like, they're, like, all black with, like, the green eyes. And they got, like, the green smoke coming out of them. That was badass, man. Yeah. Uh, and, like, remember the creatures from the first movie and that little boat? And, like, all the creatures coming out? Yeah. Give me yeah. a James Wan monster movie in the water. I'll take that.
1: Absolutely. I am 100% down for that. James Wan, James Wan horror-esque things I'm always for.
0: And I know a lot of people were like, oh, the mid credit scene is kind of the perfect send-off to this, like, DCEU. I will still maintain that seeing George Clooney is still the funniest, like, way for the DCEU to end. But, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, like, thank you to the DCEU for better or for worse. Uh, it was interesting.
1: Yeah, man, like, I there's movies in there that I'm always going to go back and watch just for fun. They might not necessarily be the best movies, but they're movies and they're fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're movies you're right they are movies uh but yeah i don't know i don't even know that i have i have way more thoughts about it but uh three out of five
1: yeah it's i i'm gonna change mine to a three out of five i think too because i definitely hate it but (laughs) that's where i'll stand stand on that one all
0: right good 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 well um we should move on to our game here I do just want to say congratulations officially now that the Marvels has seemed to end its uh, theatrical run with 84 million dollars domestically, and Aquaman I think is at 58 million, and there's like two days left. Not happening, Chief. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to Steve for winning uh, the ass anticipation game. Woo!
1: Ass play, if you will.
0: And by the way, what a what a time for you because you are in the finals in our Dynasty Football League, correct?
1: I am, and I think it's honestly I'm looking pretty good so far. I think CJ Stroud's going to play, so I'm feeling a lot better than I did a few days ago when he was questionable.
0: There you go. And just to recap last year's Ass Anticipation game, uh, Steve wins with 618 points, uh, and I lost with 460, which means I am down 158. So I'm at least two movies away, which makes sense because you had two movies that didn't qualify because they didn't make a hundred million dollars, and I had four movies that did not qualify because they didn't make a hundred million dollars. Uh, your highest highs were Mission Impossible uh, and John Wick with a ninety six and ninety four respectively. Uh, your low was uh, f- the lows I will say were Fast <laughs> X and Mario fifty six and fifty nine respectively. Uh, me. Somehow I fumbled Barbenheimer. Think about that for a second. I had Oppenheimer at 93 and Barbie at 88 and somehow I still lost and Spider-Verse at 96. So that just shows you how much I suck.
1: I just um, got lucky.
0: Yeah, well, I had some unfortunate luck with, but even if Dune 2 came out and was 100%, I'd still be 58 percentage points behind. Yeah, so, and unfortunately with Denise's box that.
1: office, you can't even really bet on that too much either because his luck, unfortunately, people just He's one of the best filmmakers out there. People just don't go out and fucking see his movies.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate, but at least we know that it's like, hey, well, there's going to be a great movie that comes out next year. So, so uh, 2022. Just just for a
1: question real quick, since you Mm -hmm. didn't get Dune 2, is Dune 2 on the table for this year for me now?
0: It is. It okay. is. And I think that since you won, you should be given the advantage of going for. You went first last year, but that That's was because true. it was my game and I, I was like, oh, you you go first. Uh, but I do feel like the correct thing would be that the winner gets the advantage of getting to pick first. Uh, so I'm making out our little list here. All right. So, while you do that,
1: I'm going to grab my phone charger and yeah. my laptop charger.
0: All right. Eve and then Adam. Do 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 movies are cool and movies are great. Movies are favorites all of the time. And I have some movies that I really, really 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 want to pick. But who knows if I'll be able to pick them? Uh. I'm so afraid. Alright, well uh let's see. to do to do, 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 do. Actually I'll keep it here. Uh I think I I think I know what I'm gonna take if you don't take. <laughs> Let what? me see. Actually, I think I know what you're gonna take. Because you get first pick and you can totally pick that one. Um but I try you to think you know what, what my number one is? Take. Yeah. Well actually I don't know, because you just mentioned how you were like, Well, I don't know. If it's a lock necessarily, so let's see here. I'll tell you that that's not my number one. I say that okay. Well, spoilers, I'm gonna take it. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, fair. that's that's fine. I, I deserve it. God damn it. I, so I invested in this movie.
1: Do you want to roll through the rules real quick before we start throwing out our picks? Just to oh, I should have just rolled
0: through it while you were gone. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, this is the ass anticipation game basically. We play a game where at the beginning of the year, we take all of the movies that are going to come out and we kind of draft them, not every single one, uh, but we're trying to see who has the highest score. So um, when you draft a movie, when you take a movie, the movie needs to gross $100 million for the Rotten Tomatoes score to count. So we add up the total Rotten Tomatoes score of all the movies that you draft you know, together. So like Mario has 56, so we add that to John Wick has 94. So we add those together because those both been a hundred million dollars and then you get a total number. So that's how you got 619, 618, yep. right? That's the total number of Rotten Tomatoes percentage points of movies that you drafted that grossed hundred million dollars domestically. So you're encouraged to pick movies that are going to be popular, going to make a lot of money because uh, you need to make at least hundred million dollars, which only 23 movies did last. Well, 22 actually, because two of them were Avatar 2 and Puss in Boots 2. So we couldn't draft those. But yeah, so for each draft 10, we should have roughly 20, which every year there's roughly 20 movies that make $100 million. So the movie needs to make $100 million. And if it does, you get the Rotten Tomato score added to your total score. So I know I probably made that a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, but Steve, you get the first pick. We'll go back and forth. No snake, just back and forth, nice and easy. So we give each other time to think. And this is a really hard year, I feel like, because there's not a lot of, like, obvious stuff on the table, you know?
1: Well, one that I think is fairly obvious at this point, a franchise that's been doing quite well over the years, and one that's actually newly been acquired by a new studio, kind of, for his third movie in the franchise, and that would be Deadpool 3.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think that you were probably... I know you were thinking I was going to go Dune 2, which... I was thinking about it, but at the same time, like I was saying, Denise box office just isn't there sometimes. So it kind of made me nervous. But mm-hmm. one guy that always brings in and just always people just love it ever since that first Valentine's Day is Deadpool, Wade Wilson. So mm-hmm. I'm betting on that. They obviously are bringing back Hugh Jackman for that one, too. That's their big selling point right now. So I think it's going to bring in a lot of cash and hopefully it grabs that Rotten Tomatoes score. I'd be shocked if it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I I was talking about it last night on my walk because obviously that's one in my top echelon. But the thing that was holding me back is like, well, first of all, it's got that whole multiverse thing. So people might be like, eh, it's just cameo porn or whatever. And then people might not like, they bring back Wolverine, Hugh Jackman Wolverines because so, of Logan. So I thought about that. that. And, then, and then the first one, I think it's like a 90s in Rotten Tomatoes. And the second one I think is in the low 80s. So I, I predict a high 70s for this next Deadpool movie. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's definitely gonna make a hundred million dollars. Everyone loves Marvel and well, not really Jersey, but everyone loves Deadpool. And uh, so I, I think that this is a pretty safe pick. So I don't blame you very much at all. Oh, just an- another thing. The movie needs to make a hundred million dollars in this year. So if you pick a movie that comes out Christmas day, like Nosferatu, and you know, it needs to make a hundred million dollars in six days. So good luck. Never with... know,
1: Robert Eggers, <laughs> man.
0: Uh, just uh, yeah, I already I put Dune two down the moment you said you weren't taking it. I'm taking yeah. Dune. Um,
1: it raced erased off it, my list now. Just
0: <laughs> it's Denis, it's Denis. So you're up, but I'll talk about Dune for a second. Uh, D- Denis, so he, we know it's gonna be great. He's never made a bad movie whatsoever, oh. and you know I think with all the buildup, like it's not gonna have the day and date release with HBO Max on streaming or now Max. Uh, You know, it's got a a huge cast, a bunch of great young people, a bunch of great older people. And, you know, it's a big sci-fi thing. There's not a lot of competition with it. And, you know, like it was my 9-11 when it was delayed. So like, and it was a lot of people. So like, I feel like, you know, this is going to have like the juice, you know, to get it there at the box office. Oh, yeah. So you are up for your second pick, good sir.
1: Well, yeah, just just to throw that in there too. I'm a huge Dune fan. I'm a huge Denis fan, so I'm very hopeful that that's a big success for you. But my number two right now, I think I'm gonna go for a number two as well. Hmm, this is a hard uh, one. There's lots of number twos out coming out next year. There's one I
0: like really want. Uh.
1: I think I'm gonna take the one that I think is the safest bet at this moment, just because people love that first one so uh-huh. fucking much. i'm going inside out too oh
0: okay yes take it take it oh yeah i I have a feeling
1: i know what you're going for but inside out too just feels like the safer bet because people love those disney movies they'll take their kids and i feel like that's going to be one that people are like yeah i'll take my kids to that one because i love that movie because so many adults love that movie too like the whole bing bong shit just got so big
0: i love bing bong (laughs) exactly
1: and i mean i love the movie too there's nothing i complain about and i saw the movie when i was like when did that movie come out? What year?
0: 2015, it... June. Yeah, so
1: I would have been I would have been 19 years old, but I still mm-hmm. really enjoyed that movie, even out of high school. So I think it's one of those franchises that just crosses all generations, and it's probably going to make a lot of money, too. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm putting it at number two, but I know there's a lot of other ones, and I really hope you don't go for the one I think you might be going for. Uh,
0: I think it's a great pick, Inside Out, too, because it's definitely in my upper echelon as well. Uh, it's a safe bet. If Elemental with the same release date makes $100 million, then obviously Inside Out 2 with the you know people who love the original one. I cried at the original. It's my top 10 of 2015. Oh, yeah. Probably wouldn't be today, but whatever. And, you know, it's it's just a safe. Family movies are a really safe bet. Uh, so I really, I respect that pick. I, I, I've, I wanted to avoid, like, I was happy because I was like, I think it will be worse. And Pixar is in a downward spiral. And this is just another Pixar sequel. So hmm. it might have people being like, eh. uh, but yeah, it's very, very safe. It's going to make a hundred million. So I, a good pick, good sir. Um, so for me, I think I'm going to take a movie that I I feel very passionate. This is kind of a risk. There's another two movies that I should definitely take above this, but you kind of alluded to it. So I want to take it now because I, I can't wait for this movie. You know, I think it's going to be fantastic. And also, I want movies on my list that I love. God damn it. Okay, I could quantum mania last year and I feel dirty receiving those 48 percentage points or whatever the hell it got. So I'm going to take movies that I love uh, and I'm going to take Joker part uh, with Lady Gaga. Was that the one you thought?
1: Yeah, I was I was I had that on my list and I was like, damn, I was like. I could say that, but I just don't feel safe enough because people are always bitching about it being like a musical type thing. And I'm like,
0: that's why I'm excited. (laughs) Exactly.
1: That personally, that's I'm like, great. Change it up. Do something dangerous that a lot of people aren't going to expect. And it makes me so much more excited than just another. Oh, we're just going to tell another story about Joker. Like, whatever. I'm I'll still watch it, but I'm not going to be nearly as excited or interested as something so different as this. I mean, and also I'm a big fan of Lady Gaga, too. I wasn't.
2: I love
0: her.
1: A few years ago, I wasn't the hugest fan, but especially as she got more into acting and then I looked more at her music and I'm like, damn, this lady is just fantastic. I'm a huge fan. So I can't wait to see this movie too. I'm sad that you picked it, but I also respect that you did because yeah, it's going to be, it's a tough one because like I said, it already has the controversy just when it was announced that it was going to be that, but I still feel like it's probably going to be at least a box office success and hopefully the critics can get behind it too because I have a feeling Todd Phillips is going to do some weird shit, but I think we're going to be in for a fun ride.
0: You got a billion dollar rated movie. You got the fact that like, you know, you already had an Oscar winning actor and now you're adding another Oscar winner with Lady Gaga. Todd Phillips seems to be on a more positive curve and maybe this time he's not going to like copy and paste a Scorsese plot. I I heard he is though. I think it's New York, New York, that that's what he's like uh, basing it off of or whatever. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I feel I feel good about it. I I I really I'm really excited. So I just want to pick movies that I like. (laughs) Like I want to lean towards those. So you are up for your third pick, good sir.
1: I want to do something a little more dangerous, just because you are. But I don't know.
0: I have have nine in my upper echelon. We've all three so far, or all four have been in that echelon. So
1: I think I might jump to one that you might not expect as much but one that had this movie come out this year that was pretty damn successful that they're going to make another one coming out next year.
0: Oh, I know what you're It was taking. a pretty
1: big box office, and it was actually pretty big on Rotten Tomatoes, too. So if they're keeping up that same thing, it could be pretty successful. So I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go Saw 11.
0: Oh! Oh, that's not at all what I thought you were going to take. Oh, wow. Okay, Saw 11.
1: Yeah, I, I, I loved Saw X so much. It was just such a out of this realm type of thing that i was not expecting it to be as good as it was but yeah i really really loved it it was a huge box office success i mean they spent like a few million to make it and i'm pretty sure it made i forget how much but just fucking insane numbers so
0: i'm looking it up right now but yeah even interested too
1: even like critically, it was it's definitely the highest. If not, it's right next to like saw one of being like some of the highest on Rotten Tomatoes too. like
0: mm-hmm. just
1: it was insane how well it was received.
0: It, it did oh, top out at 53 million domestically, but it was very well reviewed and it had a lot of competition because it ran into Five Nights at Freddy's and The Exorcist and it's got a lot of good word of mouth. And so well, if yeah, they keep and- going in that direction, I, I think that that's 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 not a bad pick.
1: No, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do next. Cause especially if they keep it in that same type of time period, I'm down for that a million percent. I don't want
2: mm.
1: another like Jigsaw was fine. Or no, Spiral was fine, Jigsaw was trash. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm,
0: Jigsaw sucks.
1: Yeah, Jigsaw is like my least favorite of any of the movies, period. But yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with this. I honestly have a good feeling it could do big numbers in the box office, so I don't know. I'm I'm just betting on it because I'm a huge fan. And Since you took a chance on Joker, I'm going to take a chance on that one. That's really where I went with that one. I have other choices that probably would have been safer, but I want to throw that in there.
0: Uh, I am between two that I feel like are locks, like <laughs> franchise locks, but like uh, I, I, I think I'll go with the one that I'm a little bit more excited about. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, no um i'll just do it i'm just gonna take uh give me furiosa uh the mad max prequel uh you know the first one wasn't crazy big at the box office until like it word of mouth really hit and now we've had eight years of word of mouth it won a bunch of the technical oscars it's george miller back it looks like the same thing everyone loves anya taylor joy what chris hemsworth is doing is fantastic i wish the movie looked a little different because that's what's so cool about fury road is it's so stylistically different from the original franchise Uh, but uh, Furiosa has been one we've been looking forward to for a long time.
1: Oh Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road was a pop culture, like just smash. Like it's, it's still in like the lexicon. People talk about it all the time. It's referenced all the time in different movies. I mean, even fucking Space Jam Legacy and stuff had his fucking Fury, Mad Max Fury Road moment. There's just so much in pop culture. So it it'll definitely, I feel like it'll definitely hit those numbers for sure. Just out of word of mouth from the first movie as well as just all of those stars in it too i feel like it has enough star power behind it that, if they get it in front of the right eyes i have a feeling it's a pretty safe bet too
0: yeah the first one made 154 mil so i feel i feel good about that um but yes so you are up for your third pick good sir
2: um or fourth pick sorry because yeah, you have fourth
0: deadpool pick. 3 inside out 2 and saw 11 I am the first person to not have a number in my title.
1: Exactly. I'm 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 gonna look around real quick to see if there's anything right at the top here. Nothing. I mean, Furious is
0: not an original movie, but you know, at least doesn't have a uh, number in the title. Well, that's true. Joker Part Two. I just put Joker too. because
1: yeah, I actually had the full name written out in my in my notes. (laughs) Um, you know, with number four.
0: Uh, for me, there's, like, my next one, like, I'm I'm not even so fast. I know exactly what I'm going to take. I'm about
1: to look real quick just to look at release dates because that's the only thing I'm, like, not that confident about of any of these release dates. Okay, that one's still safe enough. I'm going to go with one that the first one came out a long time ago, but it might not be the one you're thinking. I'm going with the one that I think be more financially safe, and that's going to be Gladiator 2.
0: Oh, I okay, feel like that's on my upper echelon.
1: I feel like it has like that audience that people are going to be like, oh, shit, I saw Gladiator in 1999. Let's see what this new Gladiator is about and blah, blah, blah. Like It definitely has that because the first one was so iconic that I feel like it's the safest bet. There are other twos that I really wanted to go for before this one, but just for this game alone, I feel like Ridley Scott, he's going back. He's picking the one that was definitely one of his biggest successes. And I feel like he... I feel like it could be really good if they do it the right way. Like, I don't know too much about the story going into it at all right now, but, and I haven't seen the first Gladiator movie. Like I only watched it for the first time, like within the last few years and can't really tell you a whole lot about it other than Russell Crowe was in it and he was pretty cool. (laughs) That's about all I remember though.
0: (laughs) I'm kind of a hater of the original. I think it's really good. I just don't think it's like one of the greatest movies ever. No. Uh, But yeah, I also had this on my upper echelon. I actually had to defend it last night for it being on my list because, well, yeah, it's got that brand recognition. People love Gladiator. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Paul Mescal is in it. Uh, the Ridley Scott thing is a good thing, but it's also like, well, Napoleon wasn't, you know, that big at the box office I didn't or anything. see that, yeah. But because of the brand recognition, I feel good about it. So uh, it is one of the more fun picks because it's so, like, ooh, yeah, you know, exactly. We don't know uh, what's going to happen. So, but I think that was a really good pick.
1: Yeah, and it comes out in November. So I was like, it'll have enough money before the end of the year. It has enough time, I think.
0: And November makes me feel like it's going to be an awards-y type thing. So that makes me feel good as well. Uh, But, yeah, for my next one, I already put it down. I I knew immediately. Because I was deciding between Furiosa or Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Ah. They got great special effects. uh, So... Uh, you know i know that there's gonna be a, like a floor on like how like critically received that it is it also looks great they look like they put a lot of effort i love like when the guys making the speech on the beach and they got that like the log like forts and everything this movie's gonna be rad dope as fuck give it to me
1: yeah all right well my number five i'm gonna go with another two right now and it's the same kind of thing as the last one except they also have a little bit more with one of the biggest stars in the world right now joining the cast too. So I'm going to go with Beetlejuice too. They got Jenna Ortega in there. It's Tim Burton. They got Michael Keaton back. There's so much here that people are so excited about, including myself. I was part of like the TikTok algorithm that was getting like people like recording like the sets from off the set, like showing how cool the house looked and it looked like the original house. And there's so much hype behind it. And I'm very excited about it myself being a big fan of the original. So Beetlejuice 2 was one that I was hoping you wouldn't grab before me just because I'm so excited about it.
0: I do have that on my list. It's on the lower end of my list, but I do yeah. have it on my list. Um, I I like the first one. I'm definitely not as big of a fan of it as I should be. I need to rewatch it, but um, I, I'm I'm very like neutral on it, but I did have it on my Ben Ortega's
1: Star Power, I think, is going to be the biggest thing about it. Because oh, everyone yeah. just loves her so much right now. So if, if it's good in her star power, I think we'll get enough eyes on it.
0: No, I, I think you're exactly right about that. Um, And and that's a, such a like, you know, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Like these are all very iconic factors in the movie. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that's a good pick. I think that is a good pick. Um, I am going to take for my next one, because I only have two more movies in my, like I had a top nine. I was like, I feel really confident about these. Um, but I am going to take the safer of these two movies because uh, I just you just know it's going to make a hundred million dollars domestically. It's going to make two hundred fifty million dollars domestically, and I'll take that sixty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Give it to me, Despicable Me Four.
1: Yeah, yeah, that it's was safe- definitely exactly that was one that was on my list purely because financially, that movie is definitely hitting that number, like without without question. I mean. And I, honestly, I'm one to blame. I see these movies, too, in theaters. I saw the second one in theaters. I saw the second Minions in theaters with my niece. I, I enjoy them for what they are. I go with my niece, who is a fan of them, too, because obviously she's six years old. She's the target audience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're fun for what they are. They're nothing cinema, but they're exactly what they need to be. They're goofy and kids love it.
0: Yeah, I I'm kind of excited about it. I worked on it a little bit, and there's some funny little aspects about it uh, that I think will be will keep it fresh and uh, hopefully it'll be better than that third one. But yeah, it, it's just the safe like it's gonna make a hundred million picks. So uh, you are up, good sir. We are you. We have our top fives down. So you have Deadpool three, Inside Out two, Saw eleven, Gladiator two, and Beetlejuice two. I have Dune two, Fury, Joker two, Furiosa, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Despicable Me four.
1: Alright, let me look at one more thing before you get like
0: extra points if you do an original movie and made a hundred million dollars. Dude, exactly. It's like, so it's like hard looking at two. this list. Because there's like
1: <laughs> there are some in here that I'm like, those look interesting, but I don't know. You know, I think I'm gonna go with another sequel, unfortunately. But it's oh, one that's too. it's one that's had success in the box office for the last two films. And it has a little animated guy in it. So I'm going to go with Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Wow, okay. It made, like, the first one made, like, over 150 domestically. I can't remember what the second one did, because unfortunately it right around COVID, too. So you can't really blame that one. But I feel like these Sonic movies have enough behind them. Idris Elba is going to be Knuckles in the next one, too. You still have James Marsden. I don't know if that brings in people or not. I'm not sure, but... It i doesn't. think these I, mean, I think these movies are enough fun <laughs> he keeps getting all these movies somehow so i feel like someone likes james marsden but mm-hmm. but the sonic movies are just a blast to watch another thing like despicable me kids love them but honestly there's also a huge fan base from people that loved playing the games and the old shows when they were kids so and it has like the, enough balance there where it's not too little kid at almost but you are going to miss Jim Carrey in this third one, which could that play a factor in the box office? Maybe because Jim is a box office. Honestly, he's a box office draw in my opinion. So I don't know, but I think it's a safe bet.
0: No, I think it is. It's definitely at the box office. I don't know how well on Rotten Tomatoes it going to be received. I feel yeah. like it has a ceiling of like an 80. Uh, like there's no world where it's like a 90 something. Maybe. Uh, but, <laughs> but it does come out on December 20th. And so it has 11 days. To make a hundred million dollars, which but it's uh, that, the
1: holidays with children, so
0: that's fair. Then the opening weekend should be pretty decently big. I, I let me look up Sonic 2's opening weekend. Um, because yeah, the, well, both of them are affected because the first one was cut short because of COVID, and then the second one was yeah. during the COVID time. But that second movie did make opening weekend seventy-two million dollars. So. It'll make the the other twenty eight on Christmas day. Yeah. So, or not that no, or that week or whatever. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about that not hitting your goal at all. Uh, but yeah, good pick. I, I'm excited for it. You know, I I'm not like crazy about it because like, what the fuck are they gonna do that's gonna make me like? Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Especially with two movies already going, it's like, what are they possibly gonna do with a third movie that's really gonna make me excited?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be more of the same. Uh, but. Uh, my sixth pick, I'm going to take another children's movie, another fourth movie in a children's animated franchise following Despicable Me 4. I'm going to take Kung Fu Panda 4. I worked on this. It's It doesn't look that great, uh, but it's going to make $100 million.
1: Yeah. So I almost I literally was going back and forth. I was like, which one do I go to? Do I go, do I go Kung Fu Panda? Or do I go Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, I was literally going back and forth before mm-hmm. I picked. So yeah, it's definitely going to hit that number. i like I don't know if I even watched the third one. I can't it's remember. It's good, if I but it's not, not as good as the
0: first two. And and they're good. They're all good movies. Like really good movies. Oh yeah. So Jack Black I, I is just
1: perfect for Poe and everything. And the cast around him honestly was a blast to watch too. I mean, I still I loved watching the first one and even the second one a lot when I was younger. But the
0: second one's my favorite.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've watched the third one, but I'm excited to check them out again. And. Like I said, with all these kids' movies, my niece will probably want to go see them, and I'll probably see them with her, and if she likes them, I'm probably going to like them too.
0: And Puss in Boots too was really great, and that's also like an action fantasy yeah. thing, so maybe they will carry that over into here. There's
1: There have been some cool movies coming out animated, outside of Disney at least, because, I mean, we still have, like, Spider-Man, unfortunately. I don't know if that new one's going to come out next year. I don't think it is, because no. it got delayed. Yeah. So it's gonna be like, but with Spider Verse coming out and kind of changing the world of animation, so that Puss in Boots and different things like that exists now, it's more exciting to see when these new anim- animated movies come out because they might take more chances than they might have a few years ago.
0: Yeah, it's a good landscape uh, if you like take out Disney. <laughs> Disney yeah, uh, it's been very. I did not
1: see Wish there. whatsoever. Like, I do not give a it's shit bad. about any of. It. I have heard it's pretty bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. Give a lot it made me very mad but it's okay there's no disney movie this year at least i don't think that there is and if there is i'm not taking it <laughs> so uh but yeah so i we both have our six picks in you have your seventh pick ready and lined up to go you
1: know i'm gonna pick one that might not even i don't think it's probably even going to be on your list whatsoever and it's not a sequel but it is based off of an existing property and it's a very big video game franchise that's being oh, adapted. Oh, I know what you're taking, yeah. And I'm going, at number seven, going to be taking Borderlands. Borderlands is a movie that I've been excited that it's been being made for a while now. Because although I'm not, like, extremely familiar with the story, it did come out the first game when I was in, I think, high school, right around there. And it's very much like a, like a sci-fi comedy, almost, in a way it's like these group of ragtag people after the apocalypse that are trying to they're all out for themselves still but also teaming up to get to this one mission or whatever like I'm not exactly sure what the movie's gonna be but it's very much like a sci-fi comedy and the cast that they have for it just looks like a lot of fun and Eli Roth I had a lot of fun with Thanksgiving earlier this year so I'm excited to see what he does with a bigger budget like this and Honestly, A House with a Clock in Its Walls, where he first worked with Jack Black, I like that movie too. So if he can nail that action comedy stuff, and he kind of had that comedy a little bit in there with the Clock in Its Walls movie, so I'm excited to see what it does. Will it hit that box office? I think it probably will. The Rotten Tomatoes is going to be the tougher one to hit, I think, but Mm -hmm. because of it being an existing franchise and the video games being uberly successful, Mm -hmm. I think the box office is a safe bet.
0: No, I had it on my list. Uh it's low on my list, but it was there. Uh I will definitely be seeing it. I don't know anything about it whatsoever, but um yeah, you've sold me. I'll I'll be there.
1: I think you'll enjoy it if anything because I mean, it's going to be goofy, but it also is like a really cool story. And if they can nail like the setting and everything and do like cool shit with that, it could be a lot of fun.
0: No, I'm excited. I'll definitely be there. Uh my my seventh pick i am going to take one that like because now i just have like a huge section i didn't even rank them i just like i didn't have time i literally just was like just throw them all together
1: i have nothing after this just about like i'm going off the top of my head now (laughs)
0: um i am going to take a franchise that is pretty reliable both at the box office and critically i'm going to move into horror and i'm going to take a quiet place day one that has starring Lupita nyong'o it's about the you know initial impact of the creatures or whatever the hell and um i just they're usually good and this is a franchise like people know the name it's got a great actress in it fuck it yeah but yeah you are up with your eight, eighth pick damn
2: mm. yeah i don't want to pick that <laughs>
0: uh yeah i don't know because uh, the second one is good but that was like really i was at the theater in 2021 when like cruella and a quiet place 2 came out in the same yeah. day, and it was like a huge huge deal and a quiet place 2 was even bigger than cruella i think and and so it just felt like a safe thing and i feel like used oh, yeah. to stay away from horror so i was like oh I'll do the horror one
1: yeah well, quiet place 2 has got I mean, even just from the first two movies, the Quiet Place franchise, I think, definitely has its audience so far. There are some people that I've heard, like, enjoy the second one more than the first one, too. Like, there are people out there that really, really love these movies. So I think it's a safe bet at that same time. But Mm -hmm. holy shit, is this hard to pick another one right now? It's like, I think I'm just going to have to go... Hmm. Like, there are ones that I want to pick that I just am more hopeful more than anything. You know what? Did, did Lee L's Wolfman get delayed?
0: Uh, I did think I saw that somewhere. Let me let me look it up. It for says you 2024 quick.
1: on here on Letterboxd still, but I don't think that's true. I feel like I saw something recently that it got delayed. But...
0: Is it one word, Wolfman?
1: Yeah, well, no, it's two words, I think.
0: That's what I thought. Christopher Abbott, yeah, it says 2024. Yeah. Uh, Pre-production, it is expected October 25th, 2024. But it is like I I, I, I love Lee Ewan L. But it exactly. is pre-production. So Yeah, I you know what? Nah. No, I might take
1: it. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna pick something that I wasn't gonna pick at all, actually. But it's coming out in January, too. Yeah, fuck Night it. Night
0: Swim!
1: I'm gonna pick Mean Girls.
0: Oh, I thought about that.
1: I don't know if it's the safest bet, but I'm happy that Tina Fey's back in the writer's chair and everything, and I'm excited to see. That's the thing that really got me interested because if she wasn't involved, I was not really gonna care about it. But she's back. Tim Meadows is back. Jenna Fisher's gonna be in there too from The Office. Pam. So there's like they're bringing in people that are recognizable. I think John Hamm's gonna be in it too. Mm-hmm. So like they're bringing in people. So I'm excited to watch it. I'm hopeful it's good. I'm a huge fan of the first movie. Like, it's one of my movies that I watch, like, every year, and I try to, just because it's one of those things, like, like you were saying, like, a bedtime movie you can just turn on. That's one of those movies for me, where I can just laugh at it and just pick it up wherever if it's on TV. Like, I love the original, so I'm excited to see this new one. Will it hit that fucking Rotten Tomatoes? That's the one thing I'm nervous about <laughs> about that one, too, because I the Rotten Tomatoes, I don't even know if it's high on the first one, but it's people love it outside of i love it i
0: think it's one of the great studio comedies of the 2000s
1: oh yeah like i think it came out in 2003 or 2004 like same year shrek 2 came out because i always see a meme where it's like this year was like one of the best years of cinema and it's Mm -hmm. true because like all those movies are just great but i'm hopeful this one's good the trailers aren't really selling me on it too hard but tina fey's involvement i got my fingers crossed
0: yeah, you got a lot of the, you know, avoiding being outward about it being a musical thing that happened with Wonka and everything else. So, yeah, it does make me nervous for that, but I'll definitely be there. And um, I think it's got a wide open path. I mean, what else are people going to watch in January? Night Swim?
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but OK, I think that's a good pick. Um, earlier, you took a movie that comes out on December 20th. I am going to take the other movie. That comes out on December 20th. Uh, I mean, I don't like this movie, mind you, okay? But the original ones, or like not the original, but the one that this is a prequel to sucks. But it was nominated for an Oscar. And this one, at least it's a new story. It's mirroring the Godfather part two. And it's a great director, Barry Jenkins. So I have to believe that Mufasa will do well at the at the box office. It did, the first one did. And this one will have a good Rotten Tomato score. It's so. true.
1: I, I supported the box office, so I can't even complain. I, I just, just want to pure curiosity.
0: Like that day, I just want both of us to just be like, like my movie, my <laughs> Cause Sonic is the same thing. But I got to believe in my, my Disney uh big, stupid franchise thing. You know, just feel safe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is, we are now seven, wait, eight movies deep. We have two left each and it's getting slim i'll tell you that much i I can't pick the new roadhouse
1: because it's a prime original
0: oh that's the one thing that i was really worried about with this list
1: yeah i don't know what's yeah it's the only thing that scares me it's like some of these things could go on streaming and then we're fogs (laughs)
0: yeah but i'm actually let me research something real quick while you're taking your turn
1: so yeah i i see i like there are things on here that i want to pick so badly but i just can't for the sake of the contest like the fetty alvarez alien movie
0: oh romulus that's on my list
1: yeah like i want to pick it but i just don't it's not a safe bet because like the alien movies just get tore up all the time by the fucking critics, especially. Like, they don't... Like, especially a lot of the sequels, it seems like aren't people aren't big fans of them. Mm-hmm. And Fetty Alvarez, like... Don't Breathe was really successful, like, critically. People liked it, but, like... His other shit, like The Girl in the Spider's Web or whatever, people did not really like that one. Evil Dead movie, I think the Evil Dead remake gets a lot more fan acclaim than it does critically. I'm not sure, but...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's not the safest bet, but I think right now...
0: Yeah, it's not a bad pick at all. It's got the brand recognition. It's on my list. I'll be honest about that. Yeah. It's like mid on my list.
1: I think I'm going to pick any of them. Okay, I'm going to pick Twisters, I guess.
0: Oh, wait, it's called Twisters?
1: It's called Twisters, you know
0: okay well i know, that know that there's a lot of high now. young people in it and i heard like people Yeah, talking exactly about glenn
1: it. powell anthony ramos like all those people and i feel like it's gonna bring out those people who are like oh yeah another twister movie and it's gonna bring enough like brand recognition curiosity numbers that yeah a lot of these ones that i'm picking now i'm like it's not gonna hit the rotten Tomatoes score but it might hit that box office so maybe i'll get like 20 points out of these or something so yeah i think i'm just gonna go with twisters i I like the first Twister movie. We're so
0: sad. We're like, I guess I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like There are other movies in here that I'm way more excited to watch this year, but it doesn't work for this game. Like One that I really want to (laughs) pick that I had on my list, Terrifier 3. It won't hit $100 million, but I really want to fucking see it, and I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah. And the Rotten Tomato score, I'm sure, won't be great.
1: No. I don't even know what the second one got. I know it definitely did better than the first one, but that's not saying a whole lot because I don't even like the first one that much.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, um, I am up. I'm between like four movies that I want to pick, but I'm like afraid. I'm so You're afraid. You're picking Madam
1: Web, aren't you?
0: I, I've i Madam Web and Craven on my list. I am not. I can't I can pick can either of them. Say I will not take either at this yeah. point. Uh, But I will take a movie that I think because right now there's like four that I'm like, oh, these will make 100 million. But will they be any good? no uh so i think i'm just gonna take the one that i feel the most confident about at the box office you know and i'll do it just because you brought it up earlier and i'm like you know what like ballerina you know people love john wick yeah they love that i was so fucking mad that you had john wick four and it like like was like 94 at the very bottom of your list did not expect
1: it to be the gigantic behemoth that it became (laughs)
0: yeah so because you had said that earlier when you were like, it's like a sequel to like a movie that came out last year. What did you say? You said that for Saw X. yeah, and I was like, oh, you're gonna fuck me in the ass again with John Wick. like I thought
1: about it, but I was like, I don't know enough about that movie to really pick it yet
0: yeah i've uh, i worked on it a little bit, so I know a little bit of what we got, and you know John Wick's coming back for it. So you know,
1: I mean, out de armas, I mean, Although people didn't love her in that last movie, she did. She still has enough fans where I feel like she has enough people that... Are you talking about Blonde? Of course I'm talking about Blonde.
0: I love Blonde! <laughs>
1: You're the only one that loved Blonde. I am. But I she am. she's a good actress for what it is. And I feel like she has enough, even from like Knives Out and different things, where people enjoy her. And of course, still having Keanu Reeves and brand recognition is definitely going to bring people into.
0: Yeah, I make sense. And they think (laughs) she's hot. People think she's really, really hot all the time. So the guys won't be like, her. They'll be like, oh la la, you know, I have to keep my pants on. (laughs) Uh, so yep, I'm happy with that. I'll 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 take it. You're up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is gonna be my last pick of the game.
0: Which yeah, yeah, it is. So by the way, I have now picked three movies without a number in the title. You have picked also three movies because Borderlands, Mean Girls, and Twisters. Do not have a number yep. on the title, but they are all adaptations of something. I, I'd say the most original movie you have there is Borderlands. And then for me, it's and probably- And I think it,
1: ended up, it will be the most original.
0: Uh, Borderlands is more original than anything I have on my list. I have a bunch because of spin-offs. Uh, and
1: spinoffs. My number 10 is one that comes out toward the end of the year, but I feel like it'll still have enough time to do it. And, and that is Wicked Part 1.
0: Oh, that's on my list!
1: Yep, that is my number 10. It comes out November 27th, so it has a month to get the job done. And with the movie being the fucking Broadway hit that it is, like, quite literally, they do it, like, all of the time up here in Lansing, in Michigan. Mm -hmm. They do Wicked, like, every year. And the tickets are fucking well over $100, and they sell out immediately all the time. Because Mm -hmm. it's just such a popular musical. People love it so much. I've wanted to see it for so many years and just can never get my hands on tickets whenever they go on sale Uh but so i'm excited for the movie to finally come out so i'll have my chance to finally see it but i feel like it has enough audience i mean of course it has like ariana grande and doesn't have like is it cynthia erivo that's playing that's correct yeah so it has both of them in it it's gonna probably have other people that i'm not aware of at the moment yet but and especially being a wizard of oz like spin-off story and everything and the musical aspect like I feel like it's going to bring in people especially around that holiday season and it'll it'll definitely hit that box office but again the Rotten Tomatoes musicals John Chu honestly he gets the box office I guess because didn't he do um Crazy Rich Asians too isn't that his big f- claim to fame
0: uh I think so yeah
1: yeah so I mean that movie was tremendous of the box office so if he can repeat that in any way it'd probably be pretty great but yeah, I think off of brand alone, I think it's a good one. But yeah, I think he also did Now You See Me too, which is unfortunate.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, the one with Radcliffe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not a bad pick at all. I I actually like that a lot more than a, like a few of your previous picks. So like, well, a yeah, I was gonna
1: pick or... it earlier, but I was like, oh shit, is that a December release? And I could not remember if it was or not. So I went and looked at it real quick.
0: Mm, yeah, I was a little nervous just because I was like, well, the color purple is making good money. But I yeah I don't know I just I was just nervous because it just seems like it leans more female and, and yeah. uh, I don't know if it's a thing that kids are gonna like because like it's kind of scary or it should be right with the Wicked Witch is scary right?
1: A little bit she definitely I mean the one in the fucking old card I mean the old 50s movie freaked me out as a kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, I'll read off the rest of the movies I have on my like little like nominations kind of list I guess. And I'll finish off with the one that I picked, which by the way, I'm taking a risk of my last one. I'm picking an original movie, the only truly original movie on this list. Uh, but yeah, so here are some other ones that I am not taking. Uh, Mickey 17, I, I, I don't know if Bong joon that. Ho will get the box office legs that he needs, you know, exactly.
1: And, uh, yeah, and the only face that I recognized so far, I mean, was just oh, Mark Ruffalo's in it. I didn't know that,
0: yeah, oh, Stephen, Tony
1: Collette. I just, I only knew. Patents in the because I haven't seen any other stuff about it.
0: Yeah. So that one I was considering it because it's Bong Jun Ho, and maybe with the name, you know, he's got a big name now, you know. Uh Argyle, I thought looked a little too cheesy. Uh Madam Webb and Craven. I I'm just I, you know, like
1: no, yeah, I didn't want to pick those. <laughs> um uh
0: two ones that I think will be bad, that like will make a hundred million dollars are Ghostbusters Frozen Empire and Godzilla X Kong so yeah, i didn't take either of those godzilla
1: i think will hit the number but not the rotten tomatoes that's why i didn't go for it either i wanted to pick argyle just because i'm curious about it but mm-hmm. i don't know if it'll hit especially rotten tomatoes score just because it seems like even more outrageous than any of the kingsman stuff beforehand
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not i just ugh. and then alien romulus like he said like we just don't know enough about it yet garfield is a movie that i avoided just because it's got a lot of bad press around it yeah um oh another one i'm not doing is bad boys 4 i'm wrong for not doing this it made 200 million dollars that first one and this one is now coming out in june Uh, yeah i almost
1: went bad boys 4 but i was like i don't know i don't know if people really love will smith as much anymore
0: (laughs) oh after the slap yeah that's another reason i stayed away uh, I had um, trap. That's the M Night movie that comes out in September. I didn't pick it because last year, not the cap- not the cap only made like thirty three million. I was pissed.
1: Yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, it was better than that.
0: But the movie I am gonna go with with a prime Marvel release date, like this is coming out the first weekend in May, uh, and he's a Grammy nominated fucking person now. Give me Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt and the Fall guy. Starting off the summer right, I just feel like with the big action comedy, the ladies want to go see everyone loves Ryan. I know Ryan Gosling is historically not a box office guy, but now with Barbie under his uh, you know, under his wing, you know, we know he can do comedy. The action will get the guys in there. Emily Blunt is super hot, and she's also, you know, off of Oppenheimer as well. So I just feel like that movie has a lot of momentum and a lot of good press. Uh yeah, so David, I just want to pick an original, you know. You got
1: David Leach in the director's chair who did like Deadpool 2, and he did Bullet Train. Like, he does a lot of fun action comedy stuff. And this one definitely feels like it fits that realm for sure. And Summer Right Away, I feel like that's a perfect prime spot for that too. So, I definitely can see that one too. I, it was definitely on my list a little bit too. Some other ones I just want to talk about a little bit. If I thought that one was really interesting, that animated one for John it. Krasinski, I was like, that could be fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Venom 3, for what it is, I feel like I don't know. But, uh, Rotten Tomatoes wise but box office will probably hit it just because Venom and Tom Hardy and everything people like a lot of that shit. Fair. I don't know how good Venom 2 did but I know Venom 1 did pretty damn good.
0: Yeah it's just got the same Sony problem that Madame Web and Craven had for me.
1: I don't know if this animated Lord of the Rings movie is going to come out in theaters because I hadn't heard of it until recently.
0: Yeah but I, 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 I don't know a lot about it so I exactly
1: assume. I stayed away from it just because I didn't know where it was going to release or anything but like I'm very interested in it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. of course, there are movies like like I really wanted to pick Bad Boys 4. And I mean, there's even stuff coming out this year too with like Terrifier 3, like I talked about. Like there are movies that I'm very excited about that I did not put mm-hmm. on this list purely for this game. But yeah, I think both of our lists are pretty damn solid. It's gonna be interesting to see how the year goes out, but I'm feeling pretty good about my list.
0: Just to recap, Steve has Deadpool 2, a Deadpool 3, Inside Out Two Saw Left. Gladiator 2, Beetlejuice 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Borderlands, Mean Girls, Twisters, and Wicked Part 1. Adam has Dune 2, Joker 2, Furiosa, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Despicable Me 4, Kung Fu Panda 4, Quiet Place Day 1, Mufasa, Ballerina, and The Fall Guy. We will be updating you guys throughout the year as we review these movies. Uh, We are actually celebrating our 25th episode today. Yes yeah it's been awesome it's awesome this has gone on long enough that we were able to finish last year's game you know so here's to another great year of ass Uh, thank you guys so much for for watching this video and watching us talk about movies for another year we love them and we're going to keep doing it uh steve do you have any final thoughts before we check out here today
1: nah just thank you so much for listening to us thank you for all the support it is it's just so great like unfortunately i've fallen behind on some of my regular videos but this is the thing i've really been putting all my energy into just because i love chatting with you about movies so much too and i just have so much fun doing it so thank you so much for just going back and forth with me all the time it's a great time
0: no problem and thank you as well uh, i do want a prediction it's saturday when we're recording this the lions play the cowboys tonight what's the final score? Oh
1: damn! It's gonna be it's gonna be the Lions fighting against that tough defense. That's gonna be the hardest part for them. But I think they could pull it out. I think it's gonna be a tight one. But
0: it's at eight fifteen, and the Dallas is favored by minus five and a half.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, it it might even be a lower scoring like it could be like a 24-21 situation. But I'm giving the edge to the Lions still, just because they're my guys, and Dallas isn't looking as prime as they were a few weeks ago either. So. It's gonna take their their offense beating our defense more than anything, too.
0: All right. Well, I'll be rooting for the Lions, obviously, as I am a Giants fan. So oh, by the way, congratulations on being a playoff bound team. It must be nice.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, you were in it's so funny because I thought we were gonna be me and you at the end there for a while. Just because your Mm -hmm. record was so fucking prime throughout the whole year. What, two losses? Twelve and two. Yeah. And I had four, I think, or four or five. So Mm
0: -hmm. yeah.
1: I'm I'm hopeful I can pull this one out, but I'm excited to even be in the championship game because I was not expecting to a few weeks ago. I mean, at the beginning of the year, even though it projected me at third, I was like, this team I'm just not confident in, especially with my <laughs> quarterback situation. My quarterback mm-hmm. situation has been a mess all year, but I, C.J. Stroud was the little sneak pick that I got.
0: Yeah, well, you've done a really great job, especially with yeah, C.J. Stroud showing out. And then uh, uh, don't you have – no, you don't have Puka. He has Puka Nakua. Yeah, he does. Uh, you, you've got like Jamar Chase. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, that's why you're where you are. Christian, Christian McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's an animal
1: He's finally paying off after all of these years of injuries after injury. The points mm. are finally re- coming in, but yeah and actually next time, if we get off of that real quick, next episode I really want to do like our top 10 of 2023, because oh, I, yes. I haven't done a video myself, and I feel like if we get that done pretty soon here, we can get it out to the world, and I think that'd be a lot of fun
0: yeah, I need to do another round robin where I take all the five star movies and put them together. I still haven't seen like anyone but you or migration, but I'm still behind on be some honest. of the
1: big ones like past lives and things like that. Like I want to get some oh, of those yeah. in before the end of the year before I do that ranking. So I have a lot to do still, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can get that in for our audience.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, movies are great. Uh, we love movies so much. They're all around us. Uh, check out my YouTube videos. they are hard reviews. I've actually been doing very well recently. Like I used to be like hype about like, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's like one of the few ones that I didn't get this year because it wasn't on sale anywhere Um, or no major sale or anything. But yeah, hard reviews. I'm usually like hovering around like 30 views. And I'm like, like the boys in the boat got like 100. And I'm like, no, there weren't 100 people who saw that, you know?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I got to get back into my videos a little bit here, too. I've fallen behind. I have some that are just recorded on my camera that I never even pulled off the memory card. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I
1: think my next video, if I don't know what I'll do at this point, I might do like a bottom 10, too, just out of for fun.
0: Oh, I will, too. Yes, I just finished my bottom 10 list yesterday, actually.
1: But all that for today, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for watching. If you watched it till this part, you're the best and you know it.
0: Thank you guys so much. Go watch the movie.